the Patreon. The Patreon.com. It used to be part being, but it's Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> Have yourselves a very merry patron. It's almost Christmas time. You know, I was once uh, invited to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Um, as a child, I only got this invitation once. Uh, <laughs> I used to know two brothers, Brandon and Zach. And I was very close friends with Brandon, the cool one. <laughs> and his older brother, Zach, was a fucking nerd. All right. He was Mensa, Selah, Paws, Super Studies, learning calculus as a fucking five-year-old. Point Dexter. <laughs> fucking nerd would read fantasy books hey man you wanna come play baseball no man I'm reading about dragons can't wait to get to the end of this George R.R. Martin <laughs> gotta find out what happens to the Lannisters fucking you're seven fucking nerd shit away anyway Zachary <laughs> Zachariah was not without his own Fellowship of the Rings. <laughs> oh, my friend Jason. He came up with this idea. We call it the lame philosophy, which is like, I'm lame. <laughs> when you want to be cool, there's always people that want to be cooler than you. It's a competition. But I don't want to be in constant competition to just be myself. So I settled for lame because no one ever wants to be lamer than you and oh Jason he and I found out there are levels <laughs> there are people that would like to be lamer than lame they are called dorks <laughs> these are in our 20s we met people that, that wanted to dress up like fucking Robin Hood in the men in tights and go play in haunted graveyards D&D &D real life Anyway, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I apologize for that hum in the background. It's uh, mighty cold here in Chicago. We're going to turn it up. You guys like the ambient noise of a room heating? <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to record this late at night. And uh, I can't be screaming like a maniac <laughs> in the middle of my apartment. Uh, as the name of movie called. So welcome to the only Patreon exclusive <laughs> recorded in a car. <laughs> so Zachariah, the young Poindexter, um, he had friends. <laughs> Yay! Sorry, I dropped my phone. Sorry, I hope that wasn't jarring. I'm not going to remember to edit that out. I'm sorry. I dropped the phone. It happens, all right? Maybe it was a ghost. Woo! <laughs> so, Zachariah has friends. And these guys play Dungeons and & Dragons. 
in the 80s. The 80s is the scariest time to play Dungeons and Dragons because the magazine headlines say that Satan himself has designed this game to possess young children. All right? He's after your soul. You roll the wrong die, he gonna get you. All right? Demon gonna sneak up out the cracks, sneak all up in your spirit. <laughs> the 80s, man. Don't play no Mortal Kombat. Don't play no Dungeons and Dragons. It's Satan, and he's here to get you. He'll turn you into a school shooter. So one day, Zachary invited myself and Brandon, his younger brother, (laughs) to come play some Dungeons and Dragons. Come on, guys. It's so cool. I'm telling you, it's lit. (laughs) We didn't use that word back then. It was Liddy! <laughs> what would we have called it? Awesome? Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know what the kids were saying. Then, now, or tomorrow. So we show up. To play Dungeons & Dragons, you are handed <laughs> an application. <laughs> it's, it's more tedious than if you were to apply for a job. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember... Filling out job applications? Do they even exist anymore? Is everything just email me your resume? It's one of the jokes I made in Mr. West. She's like, Kanye's trying to get a job. She's like, do I look like the internet? Like, like it's getting rough for the poor. Like, if you're homeless, it's like, (laughs) if you're like, how come homeless people can't get off their feet? Bruh, try and get a job as a homeless. <laughs> How the fuck? You gotta, you're gotta? you going to have to go to a library that you're not banned from for masturbating and sleeping or drink, drinking. You know, homeless people's favorite things. Drinking, jerking, and sleeping. And they do it all at the library. Everything but read a motherfucking book. All right, guys, that is two times. I'm just, I'm too excited. You know what? <laughs> Let's calm it down. Talk about these homeless people. Drinking and jerking. Mike David had one of my favorite things about the homeless. Where he was like, do you realize that none of them are good people? (laughs) He's like, the homeless? Are you kidding me? Do you know how hard it is to become homeless in America? He didn't say it like this. He (laughs) He didn't do this like Cosby. But he, you know, Mike is like, to, to actually end up homeless, you are either mentally ill and everyone that knows you and loves you is dead, or you're a severe piece of garbage <laughs> because nobody ends up homeless overnight. You don't have a family member you could crash with. You ain't got a friend in the motherfucking world that could help you get back on your feet. You just got fired from a job and lost everything yesterday. Did I talk about this in the last episode? I don't know when I'm repeating myself. All right, let's take a breath. What we were talking about? Dungeons and Dragons. You know what, guys? This is the Ian Ellis Podcast. Smoke something. Drink something. Relax. I want you to be in a relaxed state as I shout into your fucking ears. (laughs) Welcome to the Ian Ellis Meditation Class. Oh, <laughs> oh! I 
have so much to talk about today. We, we haven't even gotten to the first topic yet. We're, but we're going to take a break. Everybody, get your shroom tea. Get, get your alcohol. If you don't have any vices, a biscuit. A tea and a biscuit. This podcast requires at least a tea and a biscuit. <laughs> I don't care if you're at work. You get you break out a biscotti and, a, and an herbal tea. This is something that'll keep you up. <laughs> I would love it if this show was was just so popular that it offices across America. <laughs> it was whenever I drop, people just got out their kettles, <laughs> their Earl Grey, and a tray of biscottis. I don't even know what a biscotti is. In my head, I'm picturing a, a round thing, a round cookie. It's not like a cookie, like a coin on Mario, like a... a a half a pancake round biscuity cookie <laughs> with wafery patterns slightly dipped in chocolate glazed in the glory of chocolate you know they say that chocolate is going extinct it's been over harvested luckily most of the candies you enjoy aren't made with real chocolate read the wrapper read the wrapper you was today years old when you realize you've been enjoying not chocolate as chocolate Yes, they tricked you with the soy and the bug and the everything else the crazies do. I was thinking the other day that there is some sort of connective tissue. There's there's some sort of thesis to put to put together that it's like there's the people that hate the Jews. So much to talk about today. Kanye West, don't let me forget about Kanye West. <laughs> there's the people that hate the Jews because of the things they do or that you think they do, right? And then there's the people that hate Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> uh, Gemstone said, uh, uh, what is <laughs> he? said, uh, he didn't recognize them when they put up the horns. Can't cover up my third eye. Illuminati in the things that you think they do, which is probably the same stuff that the other group is blaming on the Jews. <laughs> and then... There's the reptilians. <clears throat> That's one level deeper, deeper than the <laughs> Illuminati. You know, you got to go beyond the Rockefellers. <clears throat> you got to get all the way to the lizard people. If you want the truth, the secret truth, the truthiest truth. And then it goes above that to the Bible and Jesus because it's actually Satan. <laughs> Aliens are actually demons, are actually controlling the Illuminati, who are secretly Jews. I, I don't know how deep the wormhole goes. But all these various groups seem to vaguely hate something that is undefined or hard to put your finger on for a particular set of reasons. It seems like they more or less share the reasons. It's like everybody smells fire. Alright? Everybody says there's something going on here. <laughs> but all we're getting at, I think it might be the, it seems Illuminati. Could be aliens. <laughs> Look up. X-File. Come on. The TV's telling us every day the, the aliens. But that's an idea for me to explore. Further at some other point, what in the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? Did I finish that story? 
You know what? I think I was telling everybody to take a drink. I, I'm going to go ahead and take a drink, and then we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, and then I'm going to give you the list of things I'm going to try and remember to talk about. I have 15 things to tell you about. <laughs> it's been a very exciting week. Low key. Low key. <laughs> Bellan keeps telling me, he's like, use your motherfucking clout, go get booked. Because I, I have secretly, all right. There's a thing about like real clout, which is I'm like, you do or say things and you see it ripple in effect throughout reality, right? To me, that's what real clout is. And then there's the numbers. These <laughs> fucking, this is what fakers use. Like, hey, look at my numbers. On paper, I got a lot of numbers. I might have had 10 million views last year, at least nine. Coming up on 10 million views on the Ian Ellis LLC. I've been retired damn near or at least the entire motherfucking year. <laughs> I've done the least and seen the most. I wish I had a better resume sitting there. <laughs> I had a tangent about homeless people and resumes. Did we finish that? I don't know where that was going. Oops. <laughs> I hope it was fun. Oh. Uh, Ellis LLC had a fantastic year. Fucking Kanye West bringing us up on Infowars as it broke the internet. Uh, fantastic feather in our cap. <clears throat> Philip Wave <clears throat> also not having a bad year. 400,000, almost half a million views on Philip Wave. What? I'll be honest with you though, because this is not the cloud. <laughs> I could lie. I I could I may be using this to get a sponsorship. Add that to the list of shit <laughs> I gotta remember to talk about later. Remind me about <laughs> what is this fucking bullshit called? Oh my god. It's called like <laughs> Nut Koozie <laughs> Dick Koozies? Remind me about dick koozies. That's a whole thing. It's a whole... It's a whole goddamn story. Alright. Philip Wave. Half... Almost half a million views. But... The reality is... That actually comes down to... I had... Two... Not one, but two... Videos go viral. Not... Shit that I made where I'm like... Hey, Ian Ellis made this stamped approved... It was just some horse shit I clipped together. It's like I said, the shit you put the least amount of effort into. Bananas! The world has never seen anything like it. They're doing backflips, they're throwing confetti in the air. Whee! <laughs> the stuff you pull your heart and soul into. Uh, it's smut. <laughs> they wouldn't wipe their tookus <laughs> with the shit you put your heart and soul into. I had a video about Kalala Khan, uh, Bobby Lee's ex-wife, that went viral. <coughs> now I, I've been delaying my drink for so long, my throat is now scratchy and parched. <laughs> scratchy, another topic. Thank you, thank you, I needed a breath. Kalala Khan. I think they got like 300,000 views. And then... Come town, fucking ended their podcast. Stavros split, went bananas, took off, right? I had a funny idea. I'll make that into a little clip. 
I was on my way to an event. <laughs> I'm at the gas station. My wife and child are in the car. We're on our way to reservations. <laughs> As I'm pumping my gas, I clip together this little 30-second video. That was the other one that went viral. I'm not even happy with the way the 30-second video turned out. I'm like, I wish I would have put this over here and this, that, that. Ah! But whatever. <laughs> uh, those two things going viral was... I did get a lot of subscribers from it. So uh, that is fantastic. Yay! I had people messaging me on Reddit, telling me that they love Mr. West. Yay! I have a handful of new subscribers from that. I love that people are rocking with it. Uh, my, my base, my base, where's my ba my baseline? Uh, they don't seem to, <laughs> to particularly like it. Uh, Bell in the snake, that's another topic for tonight. I didn't even get to it. I'm taking my drink out. Everybody drink your libations, smoke your smoke, put something in the air, break a biscuit. And motherfucking cookies. How about my milk and cookies? That's Bernie Mac. For you old white bitches that don't catch the reference. I have to talk about Bell and the Snake. I have to talk about Lupe and Royce. Because a new chapter has been added to the book. I have to talk about Talib Kweli. I have to talk about Little Fappy X God of War crossover. And... I got a nice little shout out on Red Bar. And I'll tell you the backstory behind my scratchy cartoons. Maybe I should tell you about Instagram as well. So many topics. I I'm taking. My throat is still scratchy. Alright, guys, we're gonna power down the vehicle. Boo! You hear the keys? Ambiance. I got into a little fight with Comtown. This was like a couple of years ago. And uh, <laughs> they shitted back on me. They they replied in, <laughs> I won't say subtle ways, but they didn't want to say my name. Nobody ever wants to say the name. Anyway, <laughs> there are two jokes that they kind of, the two that I remember. First is they said, I talk like the guy from Hustle and Flow. Uh, and then made fun of how we had a tiny wiener. <laughs> uh I, I spent a lot of time in Baltimore. Stavros may have claimed to have sexed my ex-wife. Uh, which, hey man. <laughs> That's, that looks down on you. <laughs> That's, that ain't on me. You can have it. Uh, and the other one is that we're making fun of... Because I would do these podcasts by myself. And you would hear all this horse shit in the background. <laughs> the majesty of live theater. Clunk, 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 clunk. Uh, so yeah, we, we had a nice little back and forth. All right, wait, let's start with Bellin the Snake. Bellin, my business partner. Now, sometimes I talk, I refer to him in conversation as my partner. And on more than one occasion, people have said, I didn't know you were gay. <laughs> and I went, not that kind of partner. You've co-opted partner. <laughs> I can't have a partner in crime. We gotta be sucking and fucking? <laughs> it's just my friend! It's, it's strictly platonic! <laughs> um, 
Yes, my partner in crime, Bell and the Snake, the only remaining member of With Apologies. <clears throat> he is leaving. <laughs> it's over, guys. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. It's it's just me. This is, this is where this is the hill we die on. Now, Bell and doesn't just manage me. He also manages hookers and whores <laughs> and rappers and comedians. And one of the rappers in his stable uh, is blowing the fuck up. And his whores keep finding him other whores. <laughs> he is so fucking busy living the fucking dream. Now, I, at my age, find his dream to be exhausting. <laughs> but he's much younger than me. He's 30. So right now... He is in fucking heaven. <laughs> Drugs, pussy, money, all day. <laughs> and he did it from his phone. This is this is a baller ass dream. <laughs> this is uh, what the fuck is that guy? Andrew Tate in the flesh. His shit is banging, and he's he's very busy right now. Uh, so he let me know he's not going to be able to do YouTube stuff in the future. Uh, now, he was already fired from the Little Fappy X show. He's welcome to make his own videos and throw them on, but he is fired it's in terms of having any creative direction over what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, but this also means, with apologies, will not be coming back uh, anytime soon. He said once in a while, if he feels like it's fun, he may come back. Uh, but don't get excited about any sort of set or regular schedule. Now... Hopefully it works out. Vinny shit fell apart. Life sucks. <laughs> we live in the worst timeline. Uh, in the event that shit doesn't work out, you know, things will change. You know, we'll get back to business. But uh, for now, he's off to go conquer the world. And uh, I wish him the best and salute him. I'm not mad. Uh, he has been getting on my last goddamn nerve lately. It's just the sass in his goddamn mouth. I said to him in a private server, I said, can I have a break from our friendship? <laughs> because you are getting on my last goddamn nerve. He just, you know what this motherfucker did? The audacity, the audacity of my partner. <laughs> Who I fuck in the ass with my fucking kick. <laughs> my partner, you know what I'm saying. He, he gets behind on Philip Wave and shit that I release. Because sometimes I drop a lot of shit and he's busy living the greatest life ever. He decided to catch up on Mr. West. And it's eight autistic fucking comments about what I shoulda, coulda, woulda did. Chris, it's not criticism because he's so autistic. It's meant to help. But uh, I was just like, shut the fuck up and get the fuck on. You know, Royce59 said... Sometimes God isn't taking people out of your life. Sometimes he's getting them out of your way. <laughs> and I'm going to hold on to... You know what, Bellin? God's just getting you out the way. Jesus is getting you out the way. You know, Kanye said sometimes you got to cut the grass short to cut the snake's head off. Because we're just getting you out the way. Because we're going to be doing... 
more Mr. West and more Jesus and more of a return to innocence. Hi, hi. Esoteric reference. <laughs> Guys, I, I've been getting in trouble for being too esoteric. And we're going to get into some of my esoteric stuff. Now, Bell and the Snake, for as long as I've known him, has been criticizing me about having zero game when it comes to social media. Now, here's what I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that. Uh, is there a song that's like, I'm not that? Uh, I am not. Mr. Every fucking hashtag I can think of. Boy, my, I would be so much better off if I didn't find it so dutty and reprehensible. And it's, it's an easy cheat code. This is one of those struggles you have as an artist where it's like, it makes dollars. It makes sense. You want to do the work. Well, you have to do the commerce part of work. And part of the commerce part of work is until you have a system in place which promotes you, you have to promote yourself. You, Tyler, the creator, said you put all this work into making the shit, and then your way of releasing it was just to send out one tweet. You know, you got all this heart and passion to make the shit, but no heart and passion to advertise it. But I find advertising disgusting. I hate it. From the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> and I don't want to be involved. Wasn't no part of it. So I'm very bad at that. Uh, I do my best when I make YouTube videos to tag, 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 as much as I can think of. But even that, it's like, so like I'm making this show about Kanye West. I should, as an artist, I should, as a father, as someone who has a child, you know, having a kid is, uh, I remember my mother telling me to pick up toys as a kid. I didn't realize, like, my child's toys are like a natural disaster, (laughs) slowly spreading across the ecosystem of my living space. It's just, every day I'm just picking up wildlife and brushing, (laughs) brushing the ecological disaster off of its face. (laughs) That's what it's like having children, in a wonderful way. Love my child. About to be five. Ooh, get excited. There's a lot of stuff I made him promise to start doing when he was five. <laughs> and he's about to be five. And now I get to go, uh, remember when you said you'd do this when you were five? Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> time to start trying some broccoli. <laughs> Close your eyes. It's broccoli time. Broccoli surprise, you're five. Start getting used to it, life sucks. <laughs> Start eating shit now, because you'll be doing a lot of it in the future. I've distracted myself. <laughs> Kanye West. Um, not the topic, but I'm making a Mr. West video. And I should, to tag it out, in my tags on YouTube, include the titles of all of his albums... <laughs> recent controversies, collaborations, hit songs, that's at like a minimum. That is the minimum amount of work I should do to trick the algorithm and the people <laughs> to clickbait them into maybe possibly kind of trying out my video. Can't just go Kanye West funny cartoon. <laughs> the AI is not sophisticated enough to do something with that. Oh no. 
you'll need 8 million at slash alt commands to do this. Like Saiyans Entertainment, wildly more successful than me. Wildly. He is a clickbait queen or clickbait king, (laughs) however you want to look at it. And he, like, I don't envy his life. And I don't envy Mersh's life. Because these guys are tagging at nauseum everything they do. <laughs> they have a hot line. They gotta take the time, <laughs> find the line, clip it, frame it, add the links to Patreon, website, Instagram. <sighs> <coughs> Good Lord, my throat is getting parched just thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to survive the amount of topics I have. I don't know. (laughs) What was I talking about before I got on to the business? (laughs) The business of business. Um, Bell and Snake, Instagram. Uh, Promoting. (laughs) Should I talk about our sponsor? Bell and Snake found a sponsor (laughs) for Little Fappy X. (laughs) Little Fappy X, the future! You know, he has a whole season of a show and you've hardly heard two words out of the guy. (laughs) The most mysterious, least main character, main character of an entire series slash saga slash giant weirdo internet troll. Esoteric troll. I was talking about my esoteric posting. Let's go with the Red Bar story. Mike David was sweet enough to mention me on Red Bar Radio. In fact, he pretended to be me, which is what I tell people. Hey, man, you want to go cause trouble on the internet but don't want to use your real name and face? Go ahead, tell him you're Ian Ellis. Couldn't possibly backfire. (laughs) Not like it ever happened to Sam Hyde. Nobody's going to do anything malicious. So Mike uh, threatened Theo Vaughn, claimed to be Ian Ellis, and then he's like, there's like this whole call following around his his scuffed cartoons, which is a, a hilarious way of describing Philip Wave. It's like, <laughs> like you tried to distill the shittiness of it, because it is, like, as someone who likes animation, Philip Wave doesn't pass mustard for what I would consider to be animation. It's, it's a kid above, like, art, uh, app, app, <laughs> app cartoons. Have you seen these? Have, have your friends made, this is something people at water coolers do, is they make little cartoons using pre-rendered apps. There's at least some, <laughs> some Photoshop effort into some level of originality in my work, which was 90% stolen from South Park. I'm sorry, they've done everything and it's very easy (laughs) to get a hold of their assets. So why am I going to sit here and design this shit all? I'll just take, I type in South Park male adult. (laughs) Found him. Typed in hipstar the other day. That's how I got uh, Gavin McGinnis' clothes. So Bella and the Snake, as long as I have ever known him, has been criticizing the way I use Instagram. And Mike David also commented on it and was like, what the fuck is with Ian's Instagram? This is also a comment I got from like eight of Talib Kweli's haters or supporters that hate me. As they're like, we went to your Instagram. It's just this bunch of schizophrenic randomness. It makes no sense. 
So now I will break down the secret. I will open the scribe and reveal the esoteric meaning of my Instagram. I hate posting shit. <laughs> but if I'm going to do it, I want to make it cool. Isn't that, well, I just, I spent a whole, I spent a whole segment telling you how I'm lame. But here's the thing. Most people promote their shit by posting links and then writing at nauseum, disgusting, make you want to vomit, reviews about their own horse shit. Or their insecurities. Oh, we gotta talk about Ace Vane. <laughs> Anything I don't get to, please comment. <laughs> like, start making a list now of things I'm like, we gotta talk about. And if I don't, if you don't scratch it off the list by the end of the episode, please leave a comment and we'll come back to it. There's Ace Vane. Do you even know who this is? This is like a segment within a segment within a segment. Alright? Let's stay focused. Instagram. What is it for? Uh, normies would post pictures themselves, their friends, their family. And, uh, you know, it's like a public display of how you hope people perceive you as a person. Look at me. I'm adventurous. Look at me. I have access to food <laughs> and vehicle and woman. <laughs> Look at things I have acquired. I am good monkey. <laughs> Look at how good ape I am. <laughs> Me am adventurous ape. <laughs> Me am fun ape. Uh, this is what you're doing with it, with your social media. It's a, a display of how you want to be perceived, right? Or, you know, some people want it. Drama and attention and some... Feel sorry for me, pity shit, or or uh, overshare of here's my world because I don't understand how to have boundaries with the internet and social media. Hey, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody gets in there at their own level. I'm not sharing none of that. Uh, <laughs> like little fat bags, you don't get to know shit about me, uh, except for that I'm fun to be around. <laughs> Enjoy the Patreon uh, and my approach. To Instagram is to create, uh, it's like a mystery. It's, I'm not telling you what I have. Here's a screenshot, episode description, random photo, random music. Now, if you go listen to the podcast and watch the episodes, these things will take on meaning and you'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh man, Ian is the best. But... If you're not, <laughs> if you're not, and most people aren't, it's like, like, you've got to be really in it to be watching my videos, listening to my Patreon, and in the Discord, and some of you are, and you're here, and I cherish you, and I hope you follow me on Instagram, so you can see all the cool random Easter egg shit that I post. But basically, it's a snapshot to make people ask questions, and then hopefully, follow the links, or follow the information uh, to start getting into the story. It's, it's, I don't even know what they call it. Entry point. It's hard to have an entry point into my universe because it goes back so far and it splits off in so many different directions. There's a million characters. I've been 15 different people <laughs> throughout the years. I'm going through changes. Yeah, change, comedian changes. Uh, <laughs> Red Bot. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's hard. But if you do follow, 
I hope you enjoyed. These are just teasers. This is all, it's all excitement. It's like when they used to advertise movies, you know, when I was a kid, you would want to create this sort of viral buzz. So you'd create a website that had clues. <laughs> you know, you want to draw people in to go and investigate. Now, if you don't know what the shit I'm posting means, investigate. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you, man. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and fucking post shit for you. You know, nigga, we over here dropping clues. All right, I'm a super villain. I got a purple outfit with a big train hat. <laughs> I'm throwing down breadcrumbs. Do they lead to destruction? I don't know. Um, yeah, let me have a drink and a puff and collect my thoughts. It was one, oh, I, I gotta tell you about my message with Red Bar. Woo! Now, Mike David of Red Bar Radio is a huge Kanye West fan. And he and I have been orbiting around each other for over 10 years. <laughs> We're more than aware of each other. Um, Kanye West was on Clubhouse. Arguably the most coherent he has been in the last two weeks. <laughs> He's got all these public interviews. But the most coherent of him like sitting down and sounding like a human being was this clubhouse thing. And it was like three hours long. He was kicked out of clubhouse like mid-interview. And the way it is, like they just, they erased the tape immediately. But it's like, it's Kanye West. So you knew that there was people there that were bootlegging. Uh, and this was like a $20 event. So <laughs> this is, if you can post this, this is Clip City. God, we gotta talk about, we have 15 things to talk about. Anyway, I'm part of a million different Kanye things right now because I'm trying to promote my show. I find these secret clubs, the Reddits, the Twitters, the the Yay fan clubs. And uh, I go in there and I, I mine them information and I drop my links in there. Uh, someone has a link. <laughs> oh, woo. Now, I'm sure this would make its way to Mike uh, inevitably as a giant dragnet of fans and audience members that would get to him. But I find it like... Like, right after it happened. So I hit him up, sent him a message. Like, hey, Mike. Yay was on Clubhouse. Here's the link. Now, the link seems a little sketchy. I'll admit. <laughs> you click on it, and it's some weirdo. ExtraSensor.ExtraTV. Might be a snuff film slash look at all the weird graphics all around you. It's a terrifying. You know, I talked about how the internet is layers. <laughs> it's a layer below me. All right, maybe not the bottom, maybe not totally creepy, but it's below me. It's in a doxy swatty, Nazi, <laughs> slightly more dangerous part of the internet than I am from. I sent this to Mike. He goes on his show and is like, does anybody get these messages from Ian Ellis? No! <laughs> no, I'm not sitting around fucking messaging people all day. Send you a goddamn yay. I try, I do you a fake. I do you a solid motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, anybody get these messages from me and I was, I don't know what they mean. You you couldn't put together. When you took one look at the link and you got scared, boomer. This boomer didn't know what to do. I don't blame you. It was a sketchy ass website, uh, but it worked. And that interview was up there. If anybody would like a link <laughs> to the Kanye West interview, hit me up. Uh, you would think it would be more around right now, but the internet is super cleansing itself 
<laughs> almost a, a genocidal, <laughs> a, a, a race cleansing of Kanye West across the internet. It's it's this weird, it reminds me of a thing. <laughs> a thing where like a certain kind of group or ideology is, is, is sort of cleansed and wiped away. I can't quite put my finger on what that's called. <laughs> uh, Kanye cost a yeah cost. Is there a clever way to mix Holocaust and Kanye? All right, so that's the red bar story. Uh, and Bellin is gone. Uh, let me take a break. All right, guys. Talib Kweli. <laughs> All right, guys. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start picking them off. All right, we're gonna start knocking out the little ones. All right, <laughs> we got a lot of fucking ground to cover. All right, we're on a journey. Our backpack is packed. All right, you guys got your list? <laughs> you scratching things off? We're going to go Talib Kweli, and then God of War, and then Advertising. These are three little ones. Which one's the main event? They're all the main event. I'm fucking amazing. This, this is better than anything else you could be listening to. Is Bill Burr screaming at the top of his lungs? Nia! Nia! You black... <laughs> Woo! Got racy there. Got racy for a second. He has a black wife who has a white voice. And I was shocked. Not because of any kind of crazy reason. I just thought it was a white bitch. I was surprised. But she's not. (laughs) Um, Oh, she got feet like a man. (laughs) What did I say? We're going to start with Talib Kweli. My nemesis. (laughs) Some people are like, why are you picking on this man? He's a, a pillar of the black community. I'm not picking on him for that reason. We got into a fight. And you don't know this, but it turns out he's fucking nuts. <laughs> he has a history of harassing the living shit out of people on the internet. One woman for over nine years. Um, Mia something or other. Uh, and I created the Talib Kweli Exposed subreddit. Please join if you're on Reddit. We gain new members every week because Talib Kweli, every week, will pick someone from his comments and he'll go, is this your man's? And he'll put them on blast and then he goes into their follower list and tries to get their black friends to turn on them like he did to me. He does this to a lot of people. Just calls them Nazis and bitches and motherfuckers. Pretends they have the moral high ground. Is he trolling or is he nuts? Well, he also has a history of being accused of sexual assault <laughs> by rappers. Uh, some female rapper they work with. Go to Talib Kweli Exposed if you want the history. Uh, threw his wife through a table on their wedding day. Said if it wasn't for Hennessy, they wouldn't have got married. Allegedly is hiding a child. Got some cokehead pregnant just outside of Dave Chappelle's compound in Ohio. Uh, one of Talib's childhood friends got in contact with me and Focus CDS, the original Wicked's podcast, and gave us the whole download. Well, apparently, he has also, as of today, been accused of raping a 14-year-old. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was fighting with him last week, right? I'm fighting with him last week. And he's like, He's mad at me because I'm supporting Kanye, right? And I was like, hey, I didn't hear you say shit to Dave Chappelle when you were when he was hosting SNL and you were standing right next to him. I didn't see you in your, your all lies matter t-shirt on SNL when you were standing 
Dave Chappelle defended both Donald Trump and Kanye West. I didn't hear a peep out of Mr. Self-Righteous Talib Kweli. Now, play your position. That's what the fuck you're supposed to do. But don't sit here and run your mouth at me <laughs> like I'm in the wrong because I have the same views as your master, Dave Chappelle, who recently became a billionaire. I don't know. Is he the first billionaire in comedy? I don't know. <laughs> Poor Kevin Hart. If he works so hard as he works, because he works harder than everyone, if he has less money than Dave Chappelle, <laughs> if Dave Chappelle just glide his way into a cool billion, ooh, poor little Kevin. You know, we give him a lot of shit about how he's a, you know, talentless hack who should kill himself. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> for a talentless hack, he works his motherfucking ass off. Every advertisement on you is 17 ads at a time. Five to six movies coming out a year. Apps. <laughs> Got his own watch for jogging. Then gets up and goes jogging with the fans every day. If he does all that and has less money than Dave Chappelle, that's hilarious. Poor little guy. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart showed up at one of these Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Talib Kweli shows. And he purchased a goat. <laughs> he brought a real living goat to the show. And he tried to give it to Dave Chappelle. And Dave said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> I don't want no motherfucking goat. He said, security, please arrest me. He with the goat on the stage. This <laughs> cotton picking. He, you know, Dave Chappelle says the most racist stuff. He sounds like a Quentin Tarantino film. He, uh, he told them to arrest <laughs> Mr. Kevin Hart and his goat. He's, he told Kevin, I don't want it. And then he said some weird esoteric shit where he's, <laughs> Kevin's like, you're the goat. And he's like, well, goats live off of the grass that was harvested from, you know, the shit of the sheep. <laughs> and like called Kevin Hart shitty in this weird Aesop Rock esoteric uh Selah <laughs> Paz Ramez line. Do you guys know what a Ramez is? <laughs> Do you got your tassels? You ready to talk about uh Rob Bell? <laughs> Hold on, I need a drink. Anyway, Talib is accused and I know this because Talib posted it on his Instagram. And anytime he's accused, he immediately attacks the accuser uh, and shows the exact same pattern of behavior that he showed toward me and uh, 17 other people <laughs> that I've met in the last week. I have friends with a guy that last week he had like the number four song on iTunes music altogether, number one on hip hop called Burn Your Balenciagas. <laughs> and we are friends through hating Talib Kweli. <laughs> He's my most famous friend. He's in the, the first episode of Mr. West. He's the one that goes, Message! He made Burn Your Balenciagas. <laughs> He's a freedom fighter for Kanye West and Jesus. And we gotta talk about Kanye West. On top of everything else, oh my god, there's so much fucking shit going on! <laughs> So Talib is accused, and a newspaper wrote an article about the accusations, and he's suing the newspaper, which he, <laughs> a newspaper accurately reported that he was banned from Twitter for harassing a black woman, and he sued the newspaper over that. He sues! It's 
pussy ass boy. My wife was like, are you worried that he's going to sue you? <laughs> and I was like, no, I have about 17,000 screenshots of evidence. That trial is going to be lit as shit. <laughs> she said, but the legal fees. I said, Cameron Esposito's father will represent me. <laughs> we will put together a legal fund. I will find the twins. I, <laughs> I had 9 million views last year. The troll universe will unite. Unlike Saiyan's Entertainment, I am capable of taking the, the ball down the field and slam dunking it. Your move, Talib Kweli! <laughs> you want to see 8 million cartoons and drunk streams about you and the trial as it's happening? I will fucking destroy you. Cartoon! Phil, I will make scuffed cartoons <laughs> about the trial! Alright, what was the next short one? God of War. God of War right now <coughs> is the number one game in gaming. Um, PlayStation 5. <laughs> I don't have one. I, I have an Xbox and I have a Nintendo Switch. More than enough to get me by. I would like a PlayStation, but they're like $600. <laughs> um, and rare and hard to find, apparently. And apparently, if I went looking for it, it would be a lot more than $600. So, uh, some games I'd like to play are on PlayStation, like God of War and uh, Spider-Man. That's about it. <laughs> I want to play two games. $600, I go spend another $70 on two games that I want to play. A piece! <laughs> um, my son has, watches YouTube uh, at nauseum, and he particularly likes video game streams. And uh, there's a demo game or PlayStation 5, where you're a tiny little robot. <laughs> it's it's like Mario Odyssey is this game that was meant to sort of showcase everything you could do on the system. So every level sort of showcases different, unique, weird, amazing things that may be coming to the system if people take advantage of the technology in front of them. PlayStation did this with a tiny robot. My kid adores the robot. He loves it. He has been asking Santa for a $600 PlayStation 5 because he wants to play the demo game. <laughs> he don't care about no God of War and Spider-Man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fun story. Esoteric story to fill you in on. In the Little Fappy X Christmas special, uh, we meet Mr. Poopy, tiny little octopus. Why is it called Mr. Poopy? Is it a Rick and Morty reference? No, it's not. Did I even mention that Dan Harmon is lurking around Philip Wave? That is another thing to add to your list. Another thing I have to talk about. Dan Harmon is lurking. <laughs> um, Mr. Poopy. I, I said to my kid, hey, I got this little octopus. What should I call him? And he said Mr. Poopy. And I said, okay, Mr. Poopy. Poopy, Poopy, Poopy. So we add the little octopus to the story. Why? Fifteen years ago, <laughs> fifteen years ago, I'm, I self-published a little comic book called Evil Octopus. I have always, I, I want to write cartoons, I want to write comic books, I want to design a video game. Everything I loved as a child, I would like to make that today. And I want to make a dope-ass version for kids. Now, I, as Kanye would say, you ain't done the reading, Sway. I ain't got the access. I ain't got the resources, Sway. I can't just be making my own video games, you know. <laughs> I'm doing my best to make a cartoon, but, uh, you know, I'm working with 
extremely limited resources. Imagine Rick and Morty has infinite budget, <laughs> hiring writers, amazing art staff. God, we got to talk about Dan Harmon. Oh my God, I don't want to get into another aside on the side of an aside. <laughs> um, God of War is what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> we're not going to get distracted by Dan Harmon. That'll be the next topic. <laughs> don't let me forget, guys. You're sitting here with me. Um, God of War. Let, let's just jump back. I know I was in the middle of something interesting and fun, and boy, did you want to hear the rest of that. But, uh, God of War. 15 years ago, I was trying to get uh, comic books published, and I decided to go through Image Comics. Uh, if you wanted to be a comic book writer, you have to get into the comic book game. Much easier than acting, screenwriting, because those things have guilds. Those things are so popular and make so much money that you have to have an agent that will take your script to a uh, fucking studio. Because the studio can't just look at scripts because then they could be accused of plagiarism and then they're liable. So for insurance purposes, they have to receive a script from an agent and an agent has to be approved. So it's like that you have to have a middleman. It's a very frustrating process. I have to find an agent who has the connections to get through to the system. You know, you can't directly attach to the system. Now, there are small uh, loopholes or small areas where you can get into these things. Adult Swim, for a long time, you could submit your own show directly to the studio. And if it met their budget ideas, they could get you in. God, we got to talk about Dan Harmon <laughs> and how he got into Adult Swim. Remind me, we got to come back to that. In comic books, uh, the way to get in was through Image Comics. Uh, DC and Marvel, it was much harder. It was like, they're so established, they're so big that you kind of had to like work your way into the system. You had to like intern that's a lot of the a lot of the times how people get in at Hollywood is you start interning for a show and then if you're willing to do that six to nine months of free labor, then you get the access to pitch whatever your fucking horseshit is. Which, you know, you might say that's all highfalutin, but that's actually how the actual job work market works as well. Like the place I work, I started as a as a temp through a different agency and then the parent company was so impressed by my tempidness <laughs> that I got hired onto the larger corporation. Corporations do the exact same thing as the Hollywood system. It just, uh, everybody's exploiting everybody. From the Ruda to the Tuda. Anyway, years ago, I tried, I pitched to Image Comics. Now I said, this is not the time to go do my heart's work. You know what? We gotta, let's make, let's appeal to them. So I put together this comic book idea called Evil Octopus. Now, uh, it starts with <laughs> this little island boy on an island and a meteor crashes and he goes to investigate and he finds a little tiny octopus and it attaches to him and becomes like a symbiote suit, which is like what Venom is. There's some old women that listen to this show. Have you seen Venom? Spider-Man Venom? <laughs> this living suit that's around him? It goes on to him, and it's speaking to him in his mind, and it's saying, 
your island is under attack by aliens, but don't worry, I'm going to help you out, right? <laughs> and so this kid now has this super suit, and uh, he goes around, he sees all these giant monsters, he slaughters them, he's cutting them up, he's, he's doing all kinds of Spider-Man backflips and shit, looks awesome. And then he gets struck in the face by a flaming arrow, the symbiote kind of backs off, and he realizes the, the, the demons he thought he was slaying was actually his friends and family. And that the symbiote was projecting a false reality over him. And then the alien closes his face. The bad guy won. And then we cut to, these meteors are crashing all over the earth. <laughs> that was the beginning of my story, was the apocalypse. I uh, am not able to draw these things on my own. I have a, a very low level of artistic ability. We gotta talk about Sven Stuffles in the Egregore. <laughs> the Egregore. How is it pronounced? The Egregore? Oh, we have so much to talk about. Egregore. Add that to your notes. I dare you. <laughs> um, oh my god. I'm gonna have to take a bathroom break. Anyway, uh, I went and found a young artist. So, a young artist that I thought was like fantastic. And uh, at that time, this artist was in college. And their aspiration was to go work in video games. And I thought their art was literally some of the best art I've ever seen in my entire life. <coughs> I was like, I don't know what you're doing in college because your art is better than the shit I see in comic books. And they're like the peak of commercial art. I talked this young man into dropping out of college. I said, take your portfolio Go to these video game companies and show them what you do. And he did. He dropped out of college. He got a game. He got a gig in video games. He designed the characters for Evolver and God of War and the Ian Ellis comic book, Evil Octopus. And I recently took the design for the Evil Octopus and that became Symbiote Squirrel in the Little Fappy X Christmas special. So the number one video game right now, God of War, <laughs> all of the characters in it are designed by my friend Stephen Oakley, who also designed a character in Little Fappy X. Yay! And God of War, this goes back to my esoteric Instagram, in the new God of War, there's a part where Kratos, the, the main protagonist guy, <laughs> protagonist, <laughs> he meets a, a mythical squirrel. I, I, at the time, was fighting with Talaquali or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But I took that picture and I put little Fappy X's head over the squirrel. And you could call this one of those amazing, like... <laughs> it's an esoteric post. And the, the backstory behind it, which you just got by being part of the Patreon, is that... <laughs> God of War and Little Fappy X both have characters designed by the same person. Isn't that fucking goddamn amazing? Small-ass universe. Kanye was talking about me on InfoWars, God of Wars, designing the characters in my shitty-ass cartoon. Guys, we're taking a break. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> it's going to go Dan Harmon, Lupe Fiasco, because the Lupe thing is a long thing. If I miss any of the other topics I promise to talk about, <laughs> you're just going to have to leave me a comment, because i got to record this, cut it together, and then write that fucking description. <laughs> Um, and Kanye West. God damn it. So much fucking shit to talk about. God damn it. <laughs> I have to make so much Patreon for my Patreon subscribers. Because there's only four of you. 
I've been retired for a year, haven't been doing anything other than my scuff cartoons, and there's all this weird random shit going on in the background. <laughs> We're connected to this whole thing. I don't get to just disappear and go away. Vibrate, vibrate higher. Dan Harmon. A few years ago, I got into a fight with him. Now, I've been following Dan Harmon for years. My favorite... When I was a child, I was into comic books, all right? It was the 90s. We had Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman, <laughs> three of the greatest animated series, and all of them had figures of action, action figures galore, <laughs> and comic books, and video games. There was so much like trying to get kids drug addicted to television that they made laws around it. <laughs> what they did to me in my childhood is now illegal. <laughs> what G.I. Joe in Transformers was is illegal to do because it's like getting kids strung out on heroin. I grew up in it. This is why my generation is the most like adult adolescence, kids in their second childhoods. Dan Harmon. I used to follow comic books and then I kind of fell out of love with them because they got super gay. It's <laughs> like, I started getting interested in girls, and I started reading these things, and like, really reading them, going like, this is gay. This is just a weird soap opera. It goes nowhere. It adds nothing. Now, there are gems. There's gems out there. You're Alan Moore's. You're, uh, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis. That should be a goddamn series. We're not even gonna talk about Lewis Ellis. <laughs> Lewis versus Jason Ellis. We're not even going to mention that. Add it to your list. Leave me a comment. We'll talk about it next episode. Um, I can't think of the dude's name. <laughs> the dude that wrote The Invisibles. Guys, Google The Invisibles as if, as if uh, you know, strict notes on this matter. <laughs> he didn't tell us the name of the author. Grant Morrison. Oh, <laughs> are you guys going to go read Grant Morrison now? You're going to go delve into Neil Gaiman so you can fully understand what I'm talking about? Go read their full catalog so you can keep up with my side comments. Anyway, I got tired of comics, but there was one that that took me, took my breath away. Uh, and it was called Scud, the Disposable Assassin by Rob Schrab. Now, Rob Schrab was an amazing artist. He's, he's like, he's a real artist. Most comic book artists kind of do this like, like if you want to judge how good or bad an artist is, you kind of got to look at how dynamic the pictures are. Because someone that really understands art and design and somebody that really has mastery over their craft is going to do dynamic poses in explosive new ways. Like everything you look at is going to be like a feast for your eyes. <laughs> now, a lot of times you have a writer and uh, an artist and there's two different people. And, you know, good writing can save bad art, <laughs> but great art cannot necessarily save bad writing. Uh, but Rob Schrab was what you would call funny. <laughs> it was a funny comic book and it was serious. It was like Little Fappy X. Very much patterned after this where it's like, absurdity and explosions and you know a michael bay film meets you know decent wit in comedy i love rob schrab <clears throat> and uh his partner in crime he started his own label much like image he had fireman press and uh he once had a letter section where people were like how do you do this and his advice to people was 
just do the work. <laughs> he said, finish the first issue of whatever you want to do. And by the time you're done, you'll know what to do with it. Uh, which is a good way of saying like, <laughs> if you don't finish the product, there's no point knowing what to do with the product. Like some people get caught up in the like, how do I market it? What do I do with it? And it's like, if your desire is to create, we need to have a conversation about why do we do the things we do? Zero hero. We need to talk about zero hero and resurrection Z. <clears throat> More esoteric references. Why do you, why do we make the things we make? Now, I, I just love to create. That's my primary motive for the things. I just, I like making shit. I get these weird ideas. And I want to get it made. And then I want to get on to the next thing because <laughs> I want to keep creating. So it's like some people spend so much time worrying or trying to figure out what to do with the thing that they never make the thing. And it's like, if you ever do the work to make a thing, what you realize is like, Oh, that's just one thing. It's not like, oh, I get to make this one masterpiece and I'm done. <laughs> it's like, no, you just keep making shit and you keep growing and you reach these other levels that you couldn't fathom or imagine, uh, you know, as the person who's waiting to make the thing. Don't wait to make the thing. Just make the thing. And then by the time you're done, you'll either know what to do with it or you'll have some other thing you want to make. And then you should start making that thing. And <laughs> you just keep making things. Until you fucking get to where you're going. I often talk about Rob Schrab as a tale of how you make it off of the most unexpected things. He created his own comic publishing company. Made his own hit comic, indie hit comic, Scud the Disposable Assassin. Which had a spinoff called La Cosa Nostra. Written by Dan Harmon. (laughs) But the thing that made him famous, the thing that got him into the game, and he made he did all of this with hopes of one day being a screenwriter in Hollywood, is he made a YouTube video where he pretended his penis was the shark from Jaws, and an orange was the woman swimming by, and as the orange came by, he fucked it with his penis. <laughs> and he got this onto YouTube back in the old... Wild West days of YouTube, and it circulated around and went viral. It made its ways to Sarah Silverman, and she got him into Hollywood. And then uh, he worked on the Sarah Silverman show as a writer and a a designer. And then he he designed all the costumes in Zoolander. Uh, he did all of the the designs for Monster House, the 3D movie. Uh, he was offered Lego Two, but turned it down. And his partner, <laughs> Dan Harmon, went on to create uh, Harmontown and then Rick and Morty. And guess who does all of the character design for Rick and Morty? My favorite artist, Rob Schrab. There are other great, funny comics out there if you, if you are interested. There's one called Dr. McNinja, free to read on the internet. And uh, Sven Stuffles has one right now. <laughs> We're going to come back to Sven, remind me, uh, called Butch Killigan. So check out Butch Killigan, Dr. McNinja, Scud the Disposable Assassin. <laughs> my my audience is my buddy Jason and two uh, older white women. <laughs> hey, you old bitches, go get you some comic books. You have homework. It's time for you to start reading Scud the Disposable Assassin. The Omnibus is available on Image Comics. So because I love this thing, uh, when he had his spinoff, La Cosa Nostra, written by Dan Harmon, I got into Dan Harmon. This is before he's anybody. 
<laughs> this is literally the 90s. At one point, I called to order a t-shirt from the company, and Rob Schrab picked up the phone. <laughs> there is no corporation. These individuals are the corporation. This is true indie spirit. Um, so I've been following Dan Harmon forever. I didn't watch Dan uh, Harmon Town because uh, it seems gay. <laughs> Just I, I don't like t- television in general. Uh, sitcomy weird show about nerds in college. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not watching it. Uh, but he did go on to create Rick and Morty, which I eventually started watching. Now, around season four, I made a documentary about all of the rampant incest references. Uh, <laughs> and I put out the documentary. It got struck. And then I screenshotted that and I put it on Instagram and I tagged Dan Harmon and he responded. And we we uh, went on to get into a fight. Uh, which was covered on with apologies, if you want to find the old episodes. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, you're a pedo. (laughs) This is an absurd amount of jokes to pedophilia. And he's like, it's just taboo, man. It's like, is it so taboo? If you go on Pornhub, literally 90% of the videos you're presented with are incest. <laughs> Daddy, daughter, sister, brother, just the whole internet seems to be incest. So you're so edgy, you just made a joke about what 90% of porn is. Anyway, I, I made the point that it's like, I feel like he's telling on himself. Because <laughs> it goes way past the jokes in the show to like, I found clips of them doing this at like, they're at Comic-Con conventions and they're being secretly recorded and they're making pedo jokes and there's accusations of them like taking 14-year-olds to award shows. Now it turns out Dan Harmon's girlfriend is best friends <laughs> with my friend KB's cousin. And when KB went to LA, she met Dan Harmon and they had a whole ass conversation. Now I don't necessarily believe that Dan Harmon is a pedo. There is something weird there. There is something off, but it may just be artistic shit. But his partner in crime, the guy who was the voice of Rick, he definitely seems to actually be a sexual deviant. Anyway. I get into this fight with Dan Harmon. He started... (laughs) I believe he started following Philip Wave because after that fight, Rick and Morty started having references to shit that I've made. (laughs) Starting with Potato Boy. The potato, there's a character in uh, Little Fappy X, the line producer, uh, Potato Boy. Do you guys know his backstory? When I was a kid, the first manga I ever saw was called Golden Boy. Now, it was about, (laughs) I don't know what it was actually about, but my memory of it was this kid that like, (laughs) his boner could could detect true beauty. It was like, like he only got hard when something was so good that it would make everybody hard. And so a pornography company hired him to go out and use his boner like a geyser (laughs) to find true beauty. Now, it turns out that's not what it's about. You can go find the anime on YouTube, Golden Boy. And it, it, there's, there's a ton of sexual content to it, but it's nowhere near the weird, absurd story that I had in my head. Now, I talk about this on the With Apologies show. <laughs> and, I, and I went looking for it. When I realized that wasn't the actual story, I was like, this should actually be a story, though. <laughs> like, this should, this sounds like hilarious. 
And somebody threw out the idea of it being an, uh, a special needs child, <laughs> an autistic, a potato boy. So I decided instead of Golden Boy, I would make a manga called Potato Boy. And I literally made like 19 to 20 pages of a manga called Potato Boy, which is available on Reddit, r slash Potato Boy Manga. You can go read it now. And there's several videos to go with it. Now, because this is a gag, I didn't sit out and actually do actual art. I started doing that for like two or three pages, and I was like, this is too much work. I'm just photoshopping together whatever the fuck I want these scenes to be, <laughs> to the best of my ability. But I am not going to kill myself making a bit. But Potato Boy has at least a first volume available. Now, the story of Potato Boy is this is a special needs guy... <laughs> Who, when he gets erect, uh, when he's really horny, hot, and bothered, he becomes invincible like the Hulk. <laughs> and some nurse gets him all hot and bothered in an evil plot, and then he goes on to go on a rampage. And he goes to war with the entire Japanese army, uh, <laughs> a Gundam, Godzilla... <laughs> I kept escalating it more and more, <laughs> where he was just beating the shit out of everything. And then finally, they they throw a woman at him, and she goes and she slightly touches him on the shoulder, and he immediately busts. <laughs> and his bust is so big that it shoots giant sperm into space. And then those sperms of Potato Boy come raining down on society. Space sperm comes raining down on society. Right after I did this, and I had sent a link to this to Rob Shreb saying, hey man, do you want to make a page and contribute to this? This was like, it's kind of a desperate thing, but it's also kind of like, I hope these guys are actually cool. I, I There's so many people, I'm like, hey, you want to add a page to this? <laughs> hey man, I'm making something super weird and cool. You want to help out with this? Are you as cool as I think you are? Why would anybody do that? Oh, we got to talk about Ace Vane. Oh, Ace Vane. Remind me, <laughs> before we finish Dan Harmon. Anyway, next season comes back. Rick and Morty opens with extreme incest jokes. Morty gets his sister pregnant. They make a space incest baby. And space sperm rains down on society. Next episode is about... A group of people who think things that are lame are cool and things that are cool are lame. And it really seems like commentary on with apologies and how they cover fools and how making fun of fools is funny, but actually watching cool shit isn't quite cool. But hey, Dan Harmon, here's a quick piece of here's an aside to an aside to an aside. Dan Harmon uh, and his liberal writers, <laughs> his liberal writer room, they love to tear things down. Society, religion, uh, culture, movies. But it's easy to tear down. What is much harder to do is to actually create. And what they do is they will tear down, hey, isn't it so hacky that so many movies have done this? Ha 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 ha. God, they're so lame. Watch us do it. And you just tear about all this shit. And then you just do a whack ass, I'm making fun of it as I'm doing it as bit. They'll tear down religion. I dare you to do something like Mr. West, episode two. The road to Damascus. <laughs> I dare you to have something as dope 
as Bernie Mac telling Kanye West, everything you just said is the name of God, I am, followed by an expression of his love. Can you do something like, I know, it's uh, my gay little scuff cartoon, but can these cartoons with all the money, can you do something that gives hope, that builds, <laughs> that, that explores new territory, or is all you do just tear down, tear down, make fun of, you have all this sarc- sarcastic distance from it, oh, you're so cool. There was a Sam Hyde clip. I w- maybe I'll just post the link in the, the Patreon here. It was about Bugman. <laughs> it was like, Bugman can only exist in hives. And it was like, they were talking about how the Bugman despise religion, right? Because religion is just either you believe in the right thing or you don't believe in the right thing. And he's like, you know, <laughs> reality doesn't have to be as strict as right or wrong. Like, quit robbing yourself of the beauty and poetry of life by making things into numbers. Religion transcends right or wrong. It's also the community of having people that have a shared belief, that have your back, of having new friends, support system, (laughs) you know, these things that help you have a happy, normal, functioning life, friends, family, community, (laughs) a shared belief that, that draws you toward positivity, You know, it's bigger than a strict interpretation of religion. We have to say, all right, this is an aside we have to say about Kanye West. Kanye West has been calling to make America into a Christian theocracy. He said, I'm done with democracy. We need to have a theocracy. But at the same time, he keeps calling himself a baby Christian. It's like, dude, fucking Jesus' king came out in 2019. You've been a Christian for damn near five years. You can't keep calling yourself a baby Christian. You're calling to overthrow the government for a theocracy, for a religion you know nothing about? (laughs) In a weekend, you found every canceled anti-Semite on the entire fucking internet, but you can't find five Christians to hang out with? You don't know who Rob Bell and, and Petard are? <laughs> Petard. <laughs> Pete Holmes. <laughs> you don't know who white supremacist Petard is? You should. You know Nick Fuentes and Owen Benjamin. You should know Petard. Fucking, you can't be bothered to call Gemstones? You guys know who Gemstones is? Lupe Fiasco's good friend, FNF, uh, who put out a diss track against Kanye West and Jay-Z at the height of Kanye West and Jay-Z's Watch the throne career. Called out Kanye West for not being Christian enough, and it turns out he was right. I'm going to throw that song on the end of here. <laughs> I wanted to add on here my friend uh, Push. Uh, he has an album out. Push, by the way, you know, I talk all this shit about not wanting to tag your stuff. I tried to find your channel on YouTube uh, on my account at work. I have a work account. And I've typed in every iteration of your rap name, of your real name, of the titles of your videos, and you do not come up, which means you're not putting any tags out there. Put in at least a minimum effort. I sound like Bella and the Snake right now. You put all this work into making stuff, now put in the work to making it available for people to find. You got to put those tags out there. Some level, all right? I hate it too, but put in a minute. Put your fucking name in there, all right? Your goddamn name, the name of the video, (laughs) something... Don't make your art your your avatar a fucking cartoon. You have the same avatar as Saiyans Entertainment. Do you have any idea how confusing that is? Every day I think my friends 
My friend Push is being exposed by Saiyans Entertainment because they have the exact same avatar. It's it's very confusing, frustrating situation for me. You don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, my friend Push is a Christian rapper, and I'm going to be putting something off of his album Zero to Hero on episode four of Mr. West, where I'm, where I'm doing a return to innocence, and I'm banging that Bible for Jesus. Kanye West. You need to hang out with Ambassador, <laughs> Cross Movement, Enoch. <laughs> I know 500 Christian rappers you should be hanging out with. This dude is hanging out with Nick Fuentes. <laughs> Fucking Owen Benjamin. There's a, a transgender person I watch called Sophie from Mars who recently has had their surgery. And I'll say, as a dude, they look like a dumpy dude. But as a bitch, they're not... <laughs> they're kind of a bad bitch. <laughs> they're, they're not... Ex- I mean, they're not a 10, but they look way better as a chick than they did as a frumpy-ass dude. Uh, but Sophie from Mars has been covering uh, Kanye West. And uh, <laughs> they were like, you know, Kanye accused Dave Chappelle of uh, stealing jokes. And he referenced my video. And uh, Sophie was like, I don't think that Dave Chappelle stole from Owen. I think Dave Chappelle and Owen both stole from the same, <laughs> you know, white supremacist website. I think they both subscribed to the same <laughs> fucking Nazi propaganda. That's what they both stole <laughs> from the internet. All right, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back to Lupe Fiasco. We're ending with Lupe Fiasco. Damn these other story threads. You better be in your goddamn notes. Um, Dan Harmon has been making references to us. Making references specifically to Philip Wave. And uh, one of the things that I can say that is very Philip Wave is when uh, the latest season of Westworld came out. Now, my father is dead. And he didn't really watch a lot of television, but when he did, he would watch westerns. And when he died, a way for me to connect with him was I kind of started going back and watching westerns. Uh, I started playing Red Dead Redemption on Xbox, and the show, Westworld, came out. You know, AI, shit that I'm into, uh, cowboy shit that he's into, and it kind of way... It was just like a way for me to meditate on him and love him and explore interested and, you know, whatever. The show wound up being a massive disappointment. It was horrendous. So much so that I started making cartoons about how mad I was. <laughs> oh, I gotta talk about Ace Vane. <laughs> Let's talk about Ace Vane real quick. Ace Vane is another cartoon person. So there's all these different subcultures, right? Like these shit-talking shows, reaction shows... And there's the world of indie cartoon shows. There's Flash Gits, Ace Vane, myself. There's a guy who makes a bunch of cartoons about uh, Elden Ring. <laughs> cartoons. Cartoons. It's very funny. He's my highest recommendation. So Ace Vane, uh, like me, talks shit about real people. <laughs> he, he has beef with hip-hop artists, the way I do. And... Uh, Specifically DJ Academics uh, and probably Kanye West. Those are his two biggest hits. He's gone viral. I joined his Patreon at one point and it was only five of us. And at some point he stopped updating his Patreon. Similar to me, except I was like, hey guys, I'm super duper busy, but I promise I will get back to you. And boy, have I gotten back to you, right? You guys are happy? Yeah, yeah, hey, yay. 
yay, with apologies gone, but at least, at least Ian will sit there and get drunk and ramble for two hours. Yay. <laughs> Please tell me you're happy. Positive comments are appreciated and needed <laughs> for my self-esteem. Um, anyway, so Ace Vane is a guy who's similar to me. He makes these videos, his animation way better than mine. He's, he, he has like genuine animation, right? I had reached out at some point and been like, hey, Ace Vane, can I get a retweet? Or like, hey, shout out to me and Ace Vane, you know, shout out to the crew of young, <laughs> me and him, shit talkers. And he has never given me any acknowledgement. But what he has done is lurked around my channel and jocked my style. He said, oh, I see this guy making cartoons with this shitty ass app. And he started doing the exact same thing where he took Barbie dolls and used the same app that I did and lazily made a sketch, which looked like shit. <laughs> Mine looks like shit, but it's been evolving over the course of like three and a half years. So I know how to pull off some semblance of not looking like complete and utter dog shit. <laughs> but he just jumped the gun and he has been jocking my style. And if you follow him on Twitter, he is the most insecure motherfucker on the planet. Now, this dude has gone super duper duper viral. So he went so viral, they had him on The Breakfast Club. He's now a celebrity. He's the next uh, Huey Freeman, Aaron Magruder, creator of the Boondocks. You know, people are looking at him like that. But every day he's tweeting stuff like, <laughs> Your favorite artist follow me on the burner accounts. I don't know why I'm so slept on. Y'all sleeping on me like I'm going to show you love in the future. And I understand these tweets. These these are tweets I made when I was an alcoholic in my 20s. <laughs> and I pray that he is an alcoholic in his 20s. But uh, every day it's like, I'm like, dude, why are you telling on yourself? Every day you're just tweeting about how fucking insecure you are about your space in the world. All right, Dan Harmon. He has been stalking us. And the most recent one, uh, <laughs> he not only makes reference to like mining his haters for content, but then, <laughs> incest baby, he ends the world with, like, Rick is a Westworld robot, much like the Little Fappy X Season 1. Uh, and then <laughs> it ends with, he calls the robot a toaster. Now, am I fucking crazy? My whole thing is the Westworld robots as I call them toasters. No, you're not. You're a toaster. These cartoons aren't great. I've gone back and rewatched them and went, I wish I had done better on that. <laughs> you know, it's one of my struggles. You know, there's a thing between doing your maximum and working at your optimal level. You don't want to do things at your max because your max is like there's nothing left in the tank. You want to function at your optimal level where it's like there are higher levels available. So I'm making these things for 36 people. Now, I should take the time, <laughs> even though I'm rushing to make them, I should go, nobody's asking for me to make this. It doesn't matter if I take an extra day or two. Let me make it. I'll stop. I'm out of time. I got to get back to being family. I got to get back to being dad and husband and everything else. Tomorrow, I'll give it a rewatch and I'll make subtle adjustments. And they could make it 10% better. Whereas I am like, I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. So I'm done. I'm not even going to rewatch it. We're just putting it out now. I'm fucking done. That's how I tend to work. But I should take that extra day. It's like, you shouldn't hate 
<laughs> you shouldn't listen to all the criticism you sh- you get, but you also shouldn't write off all the criticism you get. And I rightly should take an extra day. Now I shouldn't workshop the thing to death and like <laughs> do it to the point. Like I complained about Rick and Morty where they have scenes where it's like joke, 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 joke. It's like, all right, all this is, it's just like you're cutting all of the meat off the bone to get every joke in as possible. And it's like, but it's no longer a scene. There's no longer any emotion or humanity to it. It's just a fucking joke Gatling gun. <laughs> you're like Whitney Cummings, but in cartoon form. It's like, it shouldn't be that hyper-focused on, but at the same time, it wouldn't kill, <laughs> it wouldn't kill me to give it, a, give it a day and give it a second polish. I'm going to try in the future to give it a day. I believe I'm I'm 86 <laughs> percent. These these estimations mean nothing. 86 percent sure that Dan Harmon has been lurking and stalking the Philip Wave channel and subtly taking messages. Is this my schizophrenia? I had a full on fight with them on Instagram. It's recorded and screenshotted and talked about on with apologies He's, you know, space sperm and incest babies. Seems pretty wild to me that he has the exact same thing right after I got into a fight with him and messaged that exact same story to his lead character creator. Or maybe I'm nuts. Maybe it's all a coincidence. He's a toaster. No, you're not. You're a toaster. All right, guys, I'm going to come back and tell you the very long story about the latest chapter about Lupine Royce. And then, that is the end of the podcast. (gasps) Guys, we're back. (laughs) The final segment. Brought to you in part by Jazz. Yeah. Time I feel like taking a breath. You can just listen to the smooth, melodic sounds of Jazz. As we're going to talk about Lupe and Royce. Everybody's favorite topic. Now, a couple years ago, during the pandemic, Lupe Fiasco and Royce to 59 decided to start a podcast. And uh, Lupe brought in his friend, Tom Franks, who was a fish out of water. Now, Tom Franks was called upon to host the show, but Tom Franks knows nothing about hip-hop. <laughs> Despite being friends with two of the dopest lyricists, two of the dopest MCs, Lupe Fiasco and Royce Five Nights, close personal friends, doesn't know a fucking goddamn thing about hip hop. We're gonna turn down the jazz. Maybe we'll turn it up. Go ahead. So I wa- I start watching this show and I realize, oh, this is a disaster. <laughs> you know. You know, you have Lupe and Royce, two very opinionated... You know, Lupe's extremely highly educated. Royce uh, pretends to be extremely highly educated. He's a conspiracy brother. And uh, the two of them uh, are doing a show. Should be very interesting. Talk about hip-hop, talk about topics. But Tom Franks just keeps talking, bringing up daytime talk show topics. <laughs> Did you see? Elon Musk bought Twitter? A billionaire in charge of free speech. What's up with that? And then he would like throw out the topic and have no opinion on it. He just would throw the topic out there and go, that'll be interesting. You guys watching any movies on Netflix? 
I'm not exaggerating. That was the, the literal podcast. Now, I start copying, copying, <laughs> I start covering and making fun of them on my show. But also, at the same time, another plot emerges. And that plot is the fact that I'm here for your fucking soul! <laughs> here for your soul! That's the door closing on your soul. Now, I troll for my own reasons. You know, most people, maybe they troll because they're hateful. Maybe they want uh, attention. Maybe they're just having fun and looking for kicks. A lot of people troll anonymously. I troll in the name of enlightenment. You know, some people are scared to accept the Lord, to accept God into their heart, to accept grace and love in Jesus. But the thing is, once you step into a place of pure love, once you see the soul for what it is, you can look into another man's soul and you can understand all of the things that they cling to as an identity, <laughs> like their Instagram, like the way people use social media, these public presentations of their identity, you can see what they cling to that isn't their soul. You can see what they're showing you that isn't pure love. And that is either insecurity, <laughs> vanity, anger, name your sin, name your sloth. Now, my particular kind of troll is I look at a man's soul and I look at all of the things that they're doing that are not their soul and I see these as raw nerves <laughs> and I seize upon them and I bite them and I squeeze your fucking nerves until you realize that you're holding on to a facade. Thank you for helping me with my karma. May you find peace on your journey. I stand naked before God and nothing be ha can harm me because I am a pure eternal being made out of space. <laughs> made out of space. Made out of light. This is how psychotic I am. <laughs> and I've had a few drinks. I'd turn up the jazz, but I've turned off. The car! Now, Royce59 is an AA guy. He used to drink. He stopped drinking. He got Eminem into AA. <laughs> you guys like sober people? You like sober Eminem? <laughs> Who else has gotten sober? There's a bunch of comedians. You like sober Jim Norton? You like sober Nick Mullen? Nick Mullen has started drinking again. I couldn't be happier. I almost wanted to contact him on some, uh, like, hey, you want to just work on some shit <laughs> type stuff? Are you cool? Hey, man, are you cool? Because um, he does a wonderful boozy badass impression. Uh, and I thought I might incorporate that into Mr. West. Episode 4. But I think I'll just do my own boozy badass. If I remember. <laughs> I don't think I have it in my notes to even remember. I'll do my me my best to remember boozy badass. I got episode 4. <laughs> I keep throwing out these fake percentages. 67.5% planned. <laughs> Get out your pie charts and start coloring it in with your highlighters. It's 67% planned in my head. I know how it opens. I kind of have an idea for the middle. I still got to stick to landing. I still got to figure out where I want to go. Uh, Mr. West has kind of calmed down. This would be a good time to talk about Mr. West. <laughs> but uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Royce the Five Nine. This is a long story. All right. I start going after 
Royce to 5'9", Soul. <coughs> While making fun of his Poindexter nerd co-host, Tom Franks. Tom Franks is so white that I can bully him. I start telling him I'm going to knock the juice box out of his hand. I'm going to fuck his wife. I'm going to stuff him into a locker. You better pray I never run into you, fucking Tom Franks. He hangs out with two gangsters. All right, my friend, one of my close friends, has produced tracks for Yellow Wolf, Royce to 5'9", and Slaughterhouse, all right, and Lupe Fiasco. He's met all of these people in person, and he tells me, Ian, Lupe Fiasco is not bullshit. (laughs) I know he walks around telling people he's a nerd and just being like, hey, look, I'm a dork, but he actually rolls with gangsters. He walked in the studio with armed thugs, (laughs) like armed armed, and my friend who does the production, he's a South Side guy, all right, he's from the Murder Woods. (laughs) He's the guy that people just... Throw guns in his lap, all right? <laughs> he's, a, he's a real gully dude. And uh, Lupe Fiasco had him kind of shook. So uh, a <laughs> cap in the feather to Lupe's uh, get or not ghetto-ness, but gangsta-ness, which let's get into the psychology of Lupe Fiasco. He kind of presented himself similar to Talib Kweli and similar to early Kanye as conscious rapper, but also with like a Muslim estique you know like what j electronica is a lot of guys pretended to be that but didn't mean it it was just popping in the streets it was popularized by the wu-tang zuga 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 uh five percenters you know the movie x by spike lee a lot of people are into this bean pie uh (laughs) ice cube common sense aesthetic but like kanye was being a baby christian that doesn't really understand it or doesn't really mean it uh, he's a baby with a gun is what the fuck he is. Uh, there's a lot of people that rep that, uh, five percenter, uh, mob deep, <laughs> someone speaking in my window, plow, nobody now. <laughs> Jason's loving all of this. The two old white women that are <laughs> subscribed to like, what the fuck is he talking about? Is he speaking in tongues? Is he demon possessed? Hopefully cosmic cam cosmic. You still getting a bootleg? You still getting that bootleg, bruh? <laughs> Bellin, you ever get that bootleg, bruh? I want to start releasing some of these episodes for free on the Patreon to try and get more people to subscribe to the fucking Patreon. I, I got to put them on the podcast to get them to the Patreon. Um, Royce to 59 said something dope the other day where he's like, you're so mad at your friends and family for not subscribing to your bullshit when you don't realize how many strangers want to give you their money. <laughs> And it's like, I think in my own heart, logically, my friends and family love me. They want to see and hear more of me, me at the thing doing, me doing the thing I love doing. But it's like, they're not my target audience. Strangers are my target audience. So I should be advertising and trying to get the money of strangers, not trying to guilt trip my friends into fucking being part of my Patreon. But it would be super appreciated. You like me, right? have any idea how many friends I have that are like, yo, dude, you're the funniest dude I know. But if I wanted to know what you thought, I would just call you. I don't got to listen to your podcast. It's like, well, then you missed the whole thing. I'm not the funniest guy you know, or you don't care about funny. <sighs> so exciting. So exhausting. So Royce to 5-9. I decide, hey, Royce, I'm coming for your fucking soul pretty unique troll and i lay out royce you're in a lugubrious loop lugubrious lugubrious 
Beans depressed. <laughs> a loop, as in your thoughts run in a loop or a spiral. All right, he has some bad programming. Uh, I noticed that Royce gets super insecure anytime anybody is better than him at rap. Whether they are or they aren't. Anytime Lupe mentioned an accomplishment he had or mentioned a rapper that he had, you know, esteem for, Royce would get super insecure. He's like, no, but like I am the greatest rapper that has ever, like, no, but like I hear what you're saying though, but Royce to 5'9 is the truest though. Like, you saying that or is war? <laughs> like, he was ready to fight people for not saying he was the greatest. So I start picking out on him for this, and I lay out the case. I say this in explicit detail. I say, I'm taking Royce to 5'9 to a crossroad, where he will either grow as a person, lay down his ego, choose love, grow, learn to not be <laughs> everybody's favorite all the time, learn to just play your position and be okay with who you are and making stuff for who you make it for, like, like, why do you make this? Do you make it for yourself? Do you make it for a specific audience? Or do you make it because you need the love and admiration of all people because you're so fucking insecure? <laughs> Royce was the third option. Uh, but I say, you're either gonna lay down your ego, this awful bit of karma that you're clinging to, which I'm going to squeeze like a, a raw fucking nerve, or you're gonna double down and self-destruct. Lupe listened to my podcast. Uh, Lupe was doing a lot of lives at the time. I would always pop up in his lives. Sometimes he would respond to my questions. Uh, I spoke to him on <laughs> Discord that one time. Uh, Lupe is listening to the show. He's listening to the criticism, and he kind of gets into it as a troll, as a slightly evil person. What I meant to say about Lupe earlier in terms of his character study is like he came in as this 5%er, but what Lupe is is he... He's one of these is like real or not real. He doesn't see the poetry in life. He's very scientific. He admires education because in, he's insecure about how much he knows. So he overcompensates by overknowing about everything. But he knows so much about everything that he only sees the numbers. And he's not able to like see the forest for the woods. I, I know this because that's who I was in my 20s. And this is who Lupe is in his 40s. Um... Lupe is super focused on trying to gather the most information, but he can't do anything with the information because he can't get out of his own way to put the fucking pieces together. Um, Lupe mentions that they get into a conversation about who is the greatest rapper. And Lupe says there's this competition called Sosa, Society of Saiyans. I, I don't know what the last S stands for. We're going to pretend it's Super Saiyan. You got to go beyond Saiyan plus Ultra. Uh, that's a super, super deep reference. Figure it out. Get your notebooks out. Figure out my esoteric shit. Jason got it. So, <laughs> watch watch uh, Mr. West episode four. It'll make more sense. Uh, <laughs> put it in your notes. Put this time code in your notes. <laughs> Come back to it after episode four comes out. You gotta go beyond M plus ultra. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Lupe says, there's this thing called Sosa, and it's the Rap Olympics. And to be the best at the Rap Olympics, you it's not a... There's a lot of fraudulent contests where it's like, you show up, but it's whoever brings the most friends wins. Whoever gets the most votes, whoever gets the most cheer. But it's like, alright, well, if I show up with 17 of my friends, I win. 
there's a young comedian just as I was leaving the game, this young Hispanic brother that had like 12 dudes that would show up with him anywhere he went. This dude was five seconds into comedy, like literally a couple weeks into comedy, but because he always had 12 homies rolling with him willing to pay the cover, he went from open mic to headlining, <laughs> face a name on flyers immediately immediately he's living the dream of like oh my god can you believe how great and he's not particularly great he's he's good for where he's at for all the shit that's been thrown at him it's like he's been thrown a tremendous trial you know you have to give him some credit for like he's being thrown 45 minutes and not sucking a fat dick the entire time but he's not good at 45 minutes but he brings the audience so he's instantly a headliner versus like There's other people that have been working their dick off to get good at comedy that will never get booked for anything because they don't bring any friends. They don't sell any goddamn tickets. They don't do the 19 hashtags. So. Lupe says, the Rap Olympics, Sosa, you have to prove yourself in these different categories. There's a freestyle category, voted on. There's a battle category, voted on. There's a make a pop song category voted on. There's a written section voted on, you know, and they they go through, you know, hip hop lyrics down to the math. Lupe is such a fucking nerd. There There are videos on YouTube where it's like you have to take his lyrics, sit down, break down the definition of the words. And it's like you realize like, oh, the first two words and the sixth and seventh words are both references to building materials and then the middle words are references to architectural buildings that exist and if you put all that together and you metaphorically look at it his lyrics actually go into that level of psychotic detail where it's like you've gone so far beyond it nobody's gonna get the reference (laughs) You shouldn't be proud of that. You should be at least explaining that to people, is what I'm saying. Like, if you got to rely on hiphoplyricistesoteric.com to break down your shit. I, at least I do a Patreon. At least I'm telling you what the fuck I'm doing with all my super secret squirrel shit. <laughs> and the evil octopus. Griggy Man said that the octopus was 15 billion years old, which was my way of saying 15 years old. Because that's how, I de- how old the idea of the evil octopus was. I love that Christmas special. It kills me that nobody will watch it. (laughs) So, Lupe says, like, if you go through all of this, you are, for all intents and purposes, the best rapper for that year. Meaning, you have proven yourself in every way. You've proven that you can do all of these things in competition with people that are coming for your fucking neck. (laughs) Like, with people that mean it. Um... And you've won. And he picks Osiris Anthem, who was the current champion. And Royce is like, fuck that shit. Fuck Osiris Anthem. He's dog shit. He ain't worthy to lick my nuts. Fuck him, his mama, anybody who's down with him. And he basically disses an entire society out of ego. Now, he could just do all of this and just talk that talk, man. And keep it pimping. But he talks that talk and they respond and he gets riled up and mad that they respond. And then (laughs) then when they see that he's riled up, they go, all right, I'm going to make some money off of this. 
which a lot of people who are beefing with Talib Kweli have DM'd me and said, I'm going to make some money off this, put out the diss track. It's like, there are 37 diss tracks about Talib Kweli. You're not making a dollar off of this. <laughs> Burn your Balenciagas. <laughs> That's what you're going to make some money off of. Why are you clickbaiting for your rap lyrics? Does it mean something to you? It's like rap is either the greatest thing ever, like Kendrick Lamar, or, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, it's pop music. Most of it is pop music. Very few people are genuinely talented. <laughs> I believe that about every industry. Very few people are beyond... It's like as you go through these different phases in life, and or even just hanging out the comedy scene long enough, I would see that there were like these cycles we went through where it was like, a Joe Rogan generation, <laughs> and a Comedy Central generation, and then a SNL generation, and then it cycles back around, another Joe Rogan generation, and it's like, oh, I see you've just discovered that thing, I already went through that phase, uh, <laughs> and most things that are popping already have their face, God, don't let me forget about Sven, Sven is part of the story, so I'm not going to forget about him, Egregore, Egregore, I don't know how you pronounce it. So I say to Royce, I'm coming for your soul. Lay out my case. Lupe Fiasco listens to it. Royce goes after Osiris Anthem. Osiris Anthem releases a diss track against Royce. Royce then goes to make a Patreon episode with Lupe. And Royce gets so fucking mad. (laughs) He's so frustrated with the situation. He starts calling Lupe all kinds of bitches and motherfuckers. And Lupe... Loses his cool and goes after him and drops a diss track against him. As all this is going, I release a, an Instagram where I'm like, this is a perfect storm. And then the next time Lupe goes live, he goes, it was just a perfect storm. <laughs> you know, meaning he's watching my fucking Instagram and he's <laughs> he's paying attention to all this. He frequently makes references to me. Uh, I suggested he watch uh, Holy Mountain by Alejandro Jordanowski, and then he goes on the podcast and tells his co-host to watch Holy Mountain. I tell him he should check out Alan Watts, and then he goes on six podcasts telling people about how amazing Alan Watts is. Is it a coincidence? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, he fucking, he paid attention, and at one point he said to me, as I'm talking to him on the Instagram, he's like, some of you played a major role in this, and you just have to know that I'm never going to reference. <laughs> I'm never going to acknowledge it. I'm never going to let people know. It's like telling people you're gay is easier than telling people you fucking rep with Ian Ellis. <laughs> it's career suicide. I'm too weird and uh, chaotic and evil and esoteric and all the other adjectives. <laughs> you would rather tell your mommy you're gay than your friends with Ian Ellis. Uh, fucking Lupe says. You you just have to know that you played your role and that I had your back in this, and that just has to be enough. <laughs> he said that to me personally. Now, Royce pisses off Lupe. Lupe drops a diss track against him. The whole podcast ends. Lupe gives me the exclusive, which I clip up. That was another one of my viral videos, uh, but that might, might have been 2021, where he says the podcast is over. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. So the whole thing is I'm going for Royce's soul, right? Now, Lupe had promised he would never, ever collaborate with another artist. He fucking hates collaborating with people. He talks shit about being on Kanye West, Diamonds Are Forever. And it seems crazy because you look, you know, it doesn't seem crazy now that Kanye's in so much trouble. But 
when Kanye was popping, you're like, what do you mean, Lupe? Like, nobody checks for you anymore. You fucking turn down. Diamonds are forever. But you have to remember, they're peers. Like, Lupe actually might have been on before Kanye was on. And Lupe is the phenomenally better lyricist, you know, time and time again. Lupe, from his perspective, has every right to look down on and not give a fuck about Kanye West. So, we're going to skip ahead, right? <laughs> um, through Lupe, I meet Daylit, and, and I've been tagging Lupe and Daylit in a lot of my shit, because it's like, Lupe, you paid so much attention to me. Maybe you, like Ace Vane, could give me some fucking love. <laughs> give me a retweet. God forbid you come out of the closet for art. <laughs> this thing. Hey, Dave Chappelle, you love art so much? How about me? Oh, wait, I'm shitting all over you every day. You and Talib Kweli, who raped a 14-year-old. Come on, man, for art. <laughs> Somebody around here has to have integrity. I do it for the audience, as Hero Zero would say. I just want to be your favorite rap star. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna have Hero Zero on the podcast. I'm not gonna talk about him. We're, I'm gonna talk with him. <laughs> Jason, pencil it in. Hero Zero needs to be on this Patreon for the other three people that are here. Maybe that'll be a a free episode. I gotta release some of this. So, uh, time goes by, right? After Lupe destroyed Royce, <laughs> Royce's little brother who's also a rapper, uh, his name is Kid Vicious. Kid Vicious released a diss track about Lupe, and uh, Kid Vicious is so low on the circle that uh, Lupe just ignored it. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, part of Sosa is Lupe's best friend, Mickey Fax, and uh, Royce threw some shade at Mickey Fax, and then Mickey Fax turned around and bodied Royce to 5'9", uh, in a single that is available on iTunes. <laughs> the only Mickey Fax track that I own. My criticism of Mickey Fax was like, so it's like, there's a lot of people that pretend to be intellectuals that aren't really. I'm semi-intellectual. I won't put myself in the category of actual intellectual. Because <laughs> I just, I've read thousands of books, literally thousands of books. But I just, I am, when I speak to people <laughs> that are actual intellectuals, I go, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm way smarter than these other, but I am not you. <laughs> I am a level below. <laughs> you are a higher level on the intellectual internet. <laughs> I am in the sewers. Anyway, um, Kid Vicious, Dis Lupe, and I'm making cartoons about all of this on Philip Wave. There's cartoons about Royce the Five Nine, and there's cartoons about Kid Vicious, where Kid Vicious is like, come on, Royce, let's go get him. Come on, I got the Five Nine, I got the knives, I got the Windex. Come on, let's go fucking kill this fool. All right? Alright, <laughs> so all of this, years ago. Um, cut to modern day. Lupe finally does a collaboration, and he does it with Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock is another one of my favorite rappers. Aesop Rock is a, a cult rapper. Uh, I've mentioned this movie, uh, Holy Mountain by Alejandro Jodorowsky. Go watch it and find it. Watch that and watch El Tapo. It'll <laughs> literally... Like, like it might not blow your mind. It, change, it will blow your mind. <laughs> it's just like, it's a psychedelic experience. Like, it's so much sensory overload that it, it, it just is an experience. Uh, whether it's a good or bad experience, whether you learn or grow, I don't know. But I can tell you it's an experience. And most shit that you watch 
is not an experience. Um, <laughs> I got Lupe into Jordorowski, and then he went and worked with Louis Vuitton and did a Jordorowski-esque ad. I have influenced Lupe and Louis <laughs> Vuitton. Uh, and Jordorowski really was the big influence on, on all of them. All right, where the fuck was I? <laughs> Kid Vicious? <laughs> I do cartoons about all these people. Blah, 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 blah. Time moves on, right? <laughs> I did documentaries about all this because my own podcast didn't want to hear about all my rat beefs. Um, recently, Lupe does a song with Aesop Rock. And Aesop bodied Lupe because Lupe comes across as clunky, as freestylish, as like, he really, he needed someone in the studio to go like, that it doesn't sound good. I don't care how mathematically, quote unquote, good it is. It just doesn't sound good. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't slap, man. Whereas Aesop Rock, the quality or the content of what he's saying may not have been as good, but it slaps, man. It sounds way better coming out. And he's blessed with one of these wonderful kind of uh, raspy voice. Aesop Rock holds the record for the most unique vocabulary in all of hip-hop, where he has used the most unique words. Lupe has done live things where he spent like an hour and a half explaining how dope Aesop Rock is. So this is an amazing collaboration for lyricists, and amazing for me because I love Lupe and Aesop Rock. They do a song together called Pumpkin Seeds. And so Little Fappy X decides to add a third verse. <laughs> he drops a new song called A Third Verse. Now, Little Fabby X just turned a year old in November. I think it was like November 14th. And I know this because I bought an app program to make Little Fappy's music and uh, I bought it for a year and it just expired. And I just had to spend another $50. So now we're up to like $100 I've spent on the Little Fabby X bit. To renew my bit so that I can make the third verse. So I say, this is so monumental. I got to add my own verse. And uh, the the sort of chorus of their song is, Inside of a box, it's just another box. I should really put that song on the end of this along with Lupe's verse. That would be the proper thing to do. Instead of gemstones, talking all that Jesus to Kanye. Let me take a break for a second. Inside of a box is just another box. I'll put that song in the end of this. And maybe Gemstones too. Maybe we'll have a 45-minute mixtape. <laughs> and we'll throw some we'll throw some uh push on the end of it. Some zero to hero on the end. You guys prepared for a 35-minute mixtape at the end of this that is an esoteric reference to my <laughs> Instagram and Patreon only for four people and the bootleggers. So, fucking, they do this song in Little Fappy X that day. <laughs> like, it came out. I was at work when it came out. I went home, slept, woke up, recorded the third verse, and then 10 minutes later, my son was home. Like, I literally had to make the whole thing in 10 minutes. Inside of a box is just another box. That's the subject matter. I'm going to break down Little Fappy X's lyrics. You guys like lyrics? Uh, Jason just did this on his YouTube channel. Which uh, I want to promote, but at the same time I want to protect him. But at the same time, it's like, like you you say you're ready for the fight. <laughs> All right, fight is here. 
uh, you know, don't talk all this. Me and Jesus are ready for the fight. Fight is here. But at the same time, I want to protect him because I'm from the sewers. So, little Vappy X. Now, typically, a rap verse is 16 bars. Bars meaning lines, right? Fappy drops approximately like 8 to 10 bars. I know that because <laughs> Kid Vicious told me so. Royce to Five Nine's little brother. We're going to... Let's go to that first, all right? I record this song just out of celebration. <laughs> I was like, hey, by the way, also, like, you know how dope it is that Lupe and Aesop are doing a song together? Well, guess it just got doper. Lil Fappy X put a third verse. That's right. Like, Jay's, I didn't even drop a full 16 bar verse. I dropped a 10 bar verse. Bam! That's how dope the universe is. That night, Royce to Five Nine goes live on Instagram with his new show, sponsored by Monster Energy, where he invites any random person on to come rap. He says he only wants the monsters, right? It's hosted by him and his little brother, Kid Vicious. As they're setting up the show, Royce is walking around in his Lupe and Royce t-shirt made for him by Tom Franks. Now, he later covers it up with a hoodie, but I happened to grab a screenshot beforehand. So if you follow me on Instagram, you got to see that picture. And if you know this entire backstory, you know <laughs> how wild it is that that picture exists. So Royce is there in his studio, Heaven Studios, which I've made fun of in my cartoons, <laughs> heaven ain't hard to find and uh, he's in his Lupe and Royce shirt with his little brother who did a diss track against Lupe and who pops up to rap but little Fappy X I tried getting on as Ian Ellis and they would not let me on <laughs> Royce is shook of Ian Ellis but I said I bet you Royce don't even know who little Fappy X is <laughs> so little Fappy X popped up now first Kid Vicious Claims like, well, we just going to roast the shit out of them. We're going to be so vicious. Oh, you don't want to come spitting whack bars up here. They were sweethearts. They were pussycats. They were kind, sweet, and loving. Excuse me. Now, they're having all these rappers on there. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> I do rapping as a bit. Uh, I, I do not have the, the time and dedication to take seriously a rap career. But I will do it as a little Fappy X bit. I get on there and I rap my part. <laughs> now, every bar that I spit is a reference to Lupe and Royce. <laughs> I go, inside of this box is just another box. Strategies for unmet needs from your mom and pops. This is a reference to Royce to 5'9". And Royce spends the whole podcast talking about how he has all these bad strategies for coping from life from his... Uh, cokehead father cocaine you, you gotta go listen to the whole Lupe and Royce podcast to understand what the fuck my gas little lyrics are about this is how deep the rabbit hole goes this this is me being like Lupe like these six lyrics make up the structure of a building and if you understand the architectural blah 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 it's too deep it's so frustrating that it's so deep that it's like impenetrable and that the the point of entry isn't fucking accessible for your average person right inside of a box is just another box so i say strategies for unmet needs uh that you learn from your mom and pops let go or get dragged by the hoofing clomp <laughs> i got that lyric from some gay ass song 
some song in the chorus is like let go or get dragged but that is a perfect description of like the lessons of the Bhagavad Gita is like you either let go of your emotions and your pride which is what I was squeezing on on Royce to 59 or you get dragged you let go of your demons or you get dragged by them thank you for helping with my karma may you find peace on your journey or do what you will with me (laughs) tear me to pieces Here's another quick aside. In The Road to Damascus, uh, I start with this line where Bernie is talking to Kanye. <laughs> Here's a line I should have had. Kanye's looking for a nap, and I should have had Bernie go like, <laughs> God damn it, motherfucker, every time you take a nap, something terrible happens. <laughs> That's how Kanye started his war with the Jews. I'm going to take a nap, and then tomorrow I'm going DEFCON 3 on the Jews. <laughs> no more naps for you, Kanye. <laughs> These are having a, a detrimental effect. From now on, you Epsom salt. You better be awake. So, in that, I have uh, Bernie say, do as that will is the whole of the law, but you have to know who you are to do no harm. Now, if you're an Aesop rock, esoteric, occult weirdo who studies everything, I study religion, occult, society, people, anthropology, All of it. (laughs) I study the whole human experience as much as I can to look for themes and patterns. Um, There's this guy. If you have know anything about the occult or Alan Moore or Grant Morrison uh, or Sven Stuffles. (laughs) God, there's so much still to talk about. Uh, You have heard of Aleister Crowley, the beast, the guy who created most of the occult practices that exist today. Uh, not Anton LaVey, who wrote the Satanic Bible. When I was a kid, I studied under a scholar who was a former detective, a retired detective that became a biblical scholar after his sister helped Anton LaVey found the Satanic Church and then OD'd on heroin. And then this guy, Bob, set his life to exposing Anton LaVey. (laughs) And I get a lot of my biblical studies and history from studying under Bob. That is a whole nother podcast, which I think I did in the past. The history of, like, Satan in the Bible. <laughs> and who is the historical Jesus? You're going to have to go find that drunk Easter stream from, like, two years ago if you want the backstory on that one. Anyway, Aleister Crowley. He set about trying to make contact with the other side. Ghosts, demons, whatever he get. Ouija boards, you name it. He found a woman who allegedly could speak to spirits. And so he had her channel his spirit and he asked her to give to him, you know, the sacred text and meanings. And this demon, I believe, played a trick on him. Because this demon or spirit or whatever (laughs) entity said to him, do as thou will is the whole of the law. Which is true. You are a soul and there are no rules. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you have had the enlightenment experience, if you know what it is to be a soul, you understand that you are made out of love. And so you will have no innate desire to do any harm. All you want to do is love, love, love. There's a lot of people that I love, love, love. I released The Road to Damascus and the next day Kanye dropped a song. (laughs) All these people that I love, love, love. Did Kanye see it? I don't know. Am I schizophrenic or is it all connected? Now, my line (laughs) 
Do as thou willest the whole of the law, but you have to know who you are to do no harm undermines the whole of occult teachings in a single line, but it's so dope. They don't understand it. Nobody understands it (laughs) because you have to experience it to understand it. But if you have experienced it, you understand the trick that this spirit played on Alistair, who went on to just do orgies and drugs and abuse himself and not have a relationship with his family until he was at the end of his rope. And then at the end of his life, he got back together with his family and decided to be a nice guy and realized like, oh, being a piece of shit and pushing people away is actually not lit. (laughs) Oh, I actually love love more than I love self-indulgence. Who'd have thunk? (laughs) All this stuff that is exhausting is worse than being loved and loving? Oh, Jesus, where the... (laughs) Who could have put that together? Anyway, in in the road to Damascus, that's just a little throwaway line. We just, uh, you know, undermine the whole of occult teachings and expose (laughs) Alistair Crowley and, uh, you know, all these Illuminati groups and the, the sickest agenda. If you knew the history of Satan, here's the thing about all these, like, Oh, all the celebrities worship say, I don't doubt that they do. <laughs> like, actual Satanists, Anton LaVey, they don't believe the devil is real. <laughs> they do it as an affront to the Catholic Church. They're actually atheists that are just doing things to shock the Catholic Church as a rebellion against the order. <laughs> uh, you know, religion is revolution, and anti-religion can also be revolution. Uh, this is a whole thing. This is a whole thing. Go find the Easter episode where I get super drunk and talk about the history of Satan. Anyway. I say to Royce to 5-9. Uh, strategies for unmet needs from your mom and pops. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Let go or get dragged by the hoof and clomp. Renounce and enjoy. You might learn a lot. Uh, Mohandas K. Gandhi was once asked, you know, why does he study the Bhagavad Gita? And he said, uh, or what is his life lesson? What is like? He said, I can summarize the Bhagavad Gita in three words. Renounce and enjoy. Which the Bhagavad Gita, I would consider to be one of the most accurate <laughs> or helpful text in terms of discovering the nature of the soul and enlightenment and uh, letting <laughs> let go will get dragged by the hoof and clomp. Uh, and the lesson of it is renounce and enjoy. Let go. Or get dragged. Uh, And then uh, the next verse. Restoration of soul. I run a tiny shop. Meaning I came for your soul Royce. I'm not a big person. (laughs) In the middle of the mall. That's a reference to a song off Lupe's album. Drill Music and Zion. Which I uh, may have played a hand in inspiring him to release. Am I connected to all of this or none of this? Am I schizophrenic? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) So, what was the line? Restoration of soul, I run a tiny shop. Meaning, I came for your soul. I'm not a big, I'm not here for your soul. I don't want, I'm here to restore your soul. And I'm not the big guy, you know, Kanye's like, I don't talk to anybody if I got more money. than I'm not the guy with more money than you. I'm the guy Who's here for your fucking soul? (laughs) I'm the guy that you stand naked before. I'm the crazy homeless person that can see your fucking soul. And that's all I'm here to do is just to tell you. All this shit 
is not your soul. So stop doing that. <laughs> stop pretending you're anything other than love. Now, I understand. Life sucks. It's complicated. It drags you into this dragnet of matrixes and responsibility. But you are your soul. It's hard to get there, especially when you haven't experienced it. But it's there. Restoration of soul. I run a tiny shop. I believe the next line is, the egregore goes teeth when the healing stops. What is an egregore? Egregore, egregore. How do you pronounce it? Sven Stuffles, extremely talented artist who may or may not be a white supremacist. <laughs> uh, Sven Stuffles is an artist that I love. He does a lot of art for Red Bar Radio, but he also does live streams. And he's currently making a manga called Butch Killigan. You can go find him on Instagram. And Twitter and his YouTube kind of gets deleted and canceled every other month because the entire continent of China hates him. Uh, when the pandemic happened, he made a funny cartoon where, you know, a beautiful Asian woman is is fanning her face and then she moves the fan and it's the classic gross teeth of like a Ren and Stimpy, you know, shocking cartoon. And uh, China <laughs> got as upset about that as the Jews are at Kanye West. I'm throwing this out there real quick, aside to an aside. Kanye West, uh, finding all these people. Is it good strategy? Because, like, it's easy to go like, oh, man, Kanye shouldn't say that's it. But imagine it from his point of view. It's like they took $1.6 billion from him. His name is dog shit. They threatened to take his kids from him. They threatened to put him into a zombie state. They have done every egregious thing to him you can do. And when I say them... Just collectively. <laughs> or the Jews. But collectively. Those people from that hospital. You know who I'm talking about? It was the Jews. <laughs> so it's like, I've been attacked on much smaller scales and been extremely furious. Imagine getting attacked on that scale and going, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you want to destroy me? You want to ruin my fucking life? You want to take everything from me? I'm going to take all of your enemies and I'm going to put a battery in their back. Is that what he's doing his strategy with Owen Benjamin and uh, Gavin McGinnis and Milo Neonopoulos, who we fired, and Nick Fuente? He took all of the anti-Semites <laughs> and he put a battery in their back. Now, as strategy of like, you want to fuck with me? I'll show you how dangerous I am. Tank up. <laughs> Tank up, motherfucker. I'm getting ads on YouTube about anti-Semitism right now. The Kanye West uh, fucking subreddit has turned into a goddamn Jewish psyop. It's psychotic. And the Jews can't back down. Because if they back down, I'd say on some podcasts, like, if Kanye, if you can't take down Kanye, that is the end of cancel culture. <laughs> there is no cancel after that. If Kanye can withstand this Kamehameha blast... If he can fight down the fucking Jews, <laughs> and it it is possible because like I don't want to speak for black people, but it's like black people don't really give a fuck about the Jews, <laughs> you know. Black people versus Jews is a race war that could happen, and the white supremacists of the world are happy to indulge and inflame this because they just want to stand back and watch these two groups fight each other because they hate both of them. <laughs> Mr. West, episode four. I'm trying to get. Uh, I, I'm, I am friends with and know a white supremacist who has been kicked out of my discord and off of the entire internet. I'm trying to get him to come on because he's an honest white supremacist 
And I've had conversations in the past where he explains the insidious nature of white supremacy and the shitty things they do. And I want to have him explain, you know, how white supremacy has evolved and how they're using and abusing Kanye. I want him to, the premise is like, he's going to tell Kanye, (laughs) like, what they're doing to him. (laughs) Like, tell him the truth. Then I'm going to speed up the vocals and make it a little fappy X because I don't want to dox him. (laughs) I got to protect this awful white supremacist I know. He's the nicest person I know, but also the worst person I know. It's it's very confusing. (laughs) The moral grounds are all over the place. So the egregore grows teeth. Uh, Sven Stuffles did a stream where he brought up the egregore or egregore. It's an occult term. Aesop Rock, occult rapper. Uh, I'm making references to occult things and Lupe things at the same time to show it's like, hey, the third verse. This is literally referencing both of your styles in an incredibly intricate, deep way that only Lupe Fiasco possibly understands. Or no one! Or i just doing this for me. Now you guys get it. Egregore is a term, it's an occult term for like, you know what the zeitgeist is? It's the collective beliefs of a group of people. Well, egregore is like the collective beliefs of a small group of people that manifest and becomes like a deity or a demon. Like a small group all starts to believe a thing and that thing becomes comes to life. Because they believe it, it grows traction and manifests into reality, even if it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, they all believe in it. <laughs> they all believe it's the Jews or the uh, Illuminati, or the reptilians, or the fucking, whoever, the liberal hive mind, whatever group you're blaming it on, you start blaming them, and then you start attacking them, and then they start responding, and it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. The egregore grows teeth when the healing stops. (laughs) Remember, the chorus of this, inside of a box is just another box. Egregore grows teeth when the healing stops. As above, so below. So let the healing start. Uh, Mr. West out now. And then I'm referencing the Road to Damascus episode where I'm ex- I'm showing Kanye who he really is, which is also my way of explaining the uh, enlightenment experience I've had, which is the genesis of the way that I troll. In which I'm like, this is this is how I learned that I am a soul. Road to Damascus. <laughs> you know, Paul being knocked off his his uh, horse and becoming a Christian. Uh, that's the whole story. Of it. So I wrap this to Royce the Five Nine and Kid Vicious. Kid Vicious, I don't know if he knew who I was. I sincerely doubt that he did, but I think he caught the inside of a box is just another box reference, and he responds to my verse by saying. As far as I'm concerned, I've never lost a battle. <laughs> so he hears my verse and starts talking shit to Lupe Fiasco and going, hey, you know what, Lupe, as far as I'm concerned, I beat you. <laughs> Even though his, his rap song was just a bunch of, you know, uh, you're gay and uh, you got big gums. You're a gummy brother. <laughs> you're a gummy dude. Royce59, I, I gave him some flowers. I talked about this on the podcast before but he had a post that said pray about it more than you worry about it and that has been sincerely helpful for (laughs) helpful toward me in my own mental health because there are times when I get spun out and downtrodden and it's like praying about it or giving it to Jesus or doing a mantra 
Pray about it more than you worry about it. Mantra about it more than you worry about it. <laughs> you know, whatever is bothering you is a pattern of thought. The only person that's punishing you is you. But the way you break that pattern is give it to Jesus. <laughs> you know what, Jesus, take this. I, I can't hold this right now. You know, I turn this over to you. I love you. Love, glory. I'm a soul. <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, disrupt the negative pattern of thinking with a positive you know, renunciation, renounce and enjoy, give it over to God and be grateful for what's in front of you. Because when you assess the reality, usually it's not as bad as, you know, this cycle of bad thoughts that's spinning through your head. The other thing that Royce has posted recently that really <laughs> spoke to my well-being, because <laughs> Royce the Five Nine, hardcore gangster rapper, is, uh, is great at these inspirational, you know, foofy, <laughs> sip your tea quotes, he said 90% of fights are started over uh, people being too hungry. And I have noticed about my own mental health that when I get hungry, my body doesn't go, hey man, you're a bit peckish, you should get some food. <laughs> my body's like, you should kill yourself, be depressed, push your friends away, start a fight with your wife. Like I, I spin into all these negative thoughts and then I eat some food and suddenly I feel better. CEO even said that to me one time. He's like, I know, <laughs> I don't think he said it to me. I think he said it to Rev, but he was like, you should just eat some food though. <laughs> He's like, maybe go to Arby's and get some nacho curly fries. Like, like you don't even have to go in. It's at the drive. It's in unbelievably affordable and cheap. Like for your own mental health, like you probably can't afford therapy, but maybe go to Arby's and get you some curly fries and some nacho cheese. Eat those and see if you don't feel better. Like, if you still want to kill me after that, you might have a reason to want to kill me. But <laughs> uh, you also might just be hungry. Uh, so to those of you who listen, you know, we want to enrich. We do this for the audience. I just want to be your favorite rapper. I got to put that in the mixtape at the end of this this long-ass podcast. Um, eat some food <laughs> next time you're feeling negative and negative thoughts are like a storm that comes along and sometimes you just have to buckle down and wait till the storm to pass it's not forever uh, and storms aren't comfortable <laughs> the doors are shaking you feel like you might die you're freezing the hail and the rain is coming down you might even get hurt but you just buckle down and you wait the storm will pass and eventually your belly will be full and you will be faithful. You will be. You will feel better. You will have gratitude toward life. So that is your story, guys. I went on Royce to Five Nine's Instagram. I rapped at him lyrics about me attacking him and references to Lupe Fiasco. Uh, I've tweeted all of this at Lupe. He is. He is. He's not ready to come out of the closet. <laughs> he's not ready to tell people he's gay yet. Um, I'm working on Mr. West episode four. Christmas is coming. Have a wonderful Christmas. It's also my, my son's birthday. He's born on 23rd. Um, and then I, I actually have like a whole week off. So hopefully a lot of shit will come out. I'll make a cartoon. Maybe be a couple more podcasts. If I forgot to talk about anything, please put it in the comments. And uh, I'm going to maybe put some of these episodes out for free. Try and scare out more people. Guys, thank you for being here. <laughs> welcome welcome to enels.patreon.com uh, Now we're going to go with the mixtape I'm going to give you Pumpkin Seeds by Lupe Fiasco and Aesop Rock I'm going to give you Little Fappy X 
the third verse, and then I'm going to give you a... <laughs> do I give you push and gemstones? Or do I just give you gemstones and you wait and hear push on uh, Philip Wave? Guys, I might just give you the whole thing. I don't even... You know what? I'm going to take a day off. I don't have to finish this tonight. I'll put it together tomorrow. Guys, thank you for being here. <laughs> My name's Ian Ellis. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Deuces. Naperville, you gotta go beyond and then plus ultra. You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra. I am no longer holding back, leader of that saying click, you can call me Goku Black, homie if you talking smack, well I ain't having none of that, cause every knee gon' bow when Christ return, call it Colin Cap. I rap to give you life, that's my usual, you try to stop it, that'll be your funeral, your doubt is removable, zero is my numero, but my father's business like a tie in the cubicle. I am on like a bat, I'm on to the death I ain't never going off like I was born with Tourette I am Deku and the Christ in the bone and the flesh And we about to take rap like it's gone in the theft Don't tell me I can't do it, I'ma make you look stupid Changing hearts with the gospel, got no arrows, I ain't Cupid Still turning down evil like it's muted When you cut from a good guy, cloth don't dilute it and on this take, no regrets I'm killing everything and then I'm on to the next I am on to the next I'm on to the next And I ain't gonna stop until you all that you You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra Until you are the best Can we get that boy an Oscar? I'm just spazzing on the beat like my cousin named Jawan. If I was Wheezy, I'd be pooping on these rappers like the John. When it comes to doing right, I get it done like a salon. I might do it plus ultra like Batman, I go beyond. I'm just running my race. I can be last if my fans get first place. Losing everything, the chance that I'll take. Cause I'd rather win some souls than be Drake. Who they, who they, who? My whole body's gonna blow. And yo, when it comes to Hope, homie, I, I am, am a symbol. symbol. Elsa told me let it go. I said, chick, you let it snow so I can show all of my fans that I'm cold and Eskimo. Ooh, believe in Naruto, it's my movement, get cadence. I go in, no eardrum, why you feel invaded? You hate it, but I'm going, and y'all too late, like honing. I'm on one and I add nine, I'm super saying I go ten, and I know you wish it better. Good guy, we just go and die. But to every occasion, like the third day, we will always rise. So fall in love, be playing, be go. Or I will turn up when you like him, you know. My cross I'm bearing, I fight against Jaren. If you show who care to be superheroes. And on this tape, no regrets. I'm killing everything, and then I'm on to the next. I am on to the next. I'm on to the next. And I ain't gonna stop until you all that you you're gotta best. You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra. You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra. You gotta go beyond and then plus ultra until you are the best. Can we get that boy in Oscar? If you 
like the truth, you should holla preach. Kakashi Sensei, I just like to teach. I wanna arm my students with a couple tools so they don't waste their superpowers being fools. I've got a dream, and I want you to be seen as a queen. I don't want people to view you as somebody sex object. I can show you the cheat code, get you a sequel. You ain't gotta be like people when you can be a hero. You ain't gotta get down on the floor. I'll be a thirst trap for the bros Best beauty that I know It comes from within And girl you are cute But you're more than your skin Oh, on me I swear I'm not a hater But I want a red Ballic elevator Introduce you to the savior Maybe if you like Girl I don't smoke But you know I got that light I'm gonna point you to the price he could give you life, lady. Plus ultra. Plus ultra. We gotta take it. Plus ultra. Inside of your word salad sandwiches, a formal moral. 
beef I don't call them teeth, I call them oral coral reefs Let them sink, it's still in sync The more you pry, you find another five High in the side like a denied ride Across the border, multiplies your strictest carters Out running, you in the hoarder The more you excavate it, the more it just absorber Can't all enforce a Mario Kart into a Forza Obscure your speed limit and then record your Porsche Report to court more than Zsa Zsa Gabor to my foyer, spit fire, sword drank In the speakeasy, wrote peace treaties and war pain huh? Inside of the box is just another shoe Inside of the sock is just another tube You can put it on if your foot is long If you find the lost legs of my journeys, tell them I'm looking for them huh? Inside of the box is just another box Inside of the box is just another box The general tone is what it is, is what it's not Don't be a fool, your luck is shine, I rigged the wheels Hey, stop rock, Lupe Fiasco, Lil Fappy X. Just another box Inside the box Just another box Strategies for unmet needs From your mom and pops Let go or get dragged By the looks of cops Renouncing the joy You might learn a lot Restoration of soul I run the time to shop Gratitude and grace Is how I treat the ops Alchemy that anger To a mighty calm Equanimity Inside a mighty storm Egregore grows peace When the healing stops As above so below So let the healing stop Add value Add value Mr. West out now On Philip Wave channel Everybody go check out Mr. West Lil Fappy X Fap Fap Fapping off to you Say nothing to me if you ain't gonna say nothing to them. Look, I don't need the beat, I can murder y'all loose. Knock your tops off like convertible coops. One claim to be the god, one used to be with God. Get the VCR, I'ma rewind it back so you see it all. Yeah, he made Jesus walk some spit conscious. Then he took Jesus off and did monster. Scenes in between it all, he lost moms. And when he lost moms, he turned against the father. And though my heart's filled with compassion for the ills of a passing, I feel like I still have to mash him. I'm a draft pick to the Team, you traded all my life was saved by the Christ y'all hating all they can't compete with truth and they know it murder your style bury it down in Frank's ocean yeah he said he sold his soul you ain't believe it cause you ain't close enough to Jesus for you to see it but if he said the same things about your mama that he said about Christ you would go Osama so is Christ more like the holy you die for but a dude you cool with but won't rob for ask for the Christians how can you listen cities cast this the gospel when your mission is to push like the imposter Paul went to prison You scared now You fall under hostile conditions Back to the lecture at hand Who this? Kept the soul The Lord out like Judas Dreamed he could buy his way to heaven Woke up and spent it on a necklace Told God he'd be back in a second Them in his words, not mine I wasn't saved then So I ain't see the signs You with Satan, fine But don't play with God Other fans keep it 100 So they can pick sides So these cats say There's no church in the wild We start our own religion And then Jay compares Jesus to Yay and himself to the Holy Ghost. And he got you calling him holy. So who's the God of that new religion? When he's big enough to mention Christ, but I ain't big enough to mention him. In your eyes. Huh?
Uh-huh. They like who am I to mention Jay's name? Because of Jay's bread, because of Jay's fame. But if rap's the reason you put him on a pedestal, then my last record should have showed you he's edible. Y'all must got such low self-esteem. Studied on so much by cats in this game. Like, look at my house, look at my range. Look at you struggling, I can make it rain. Look at my ice, look at my women, look at my life. You are not living. You the one put him on the throne that they sit on. Just for you to look up and get spit on. Socially, I am on the same level you on. So if you feel he's too big and I'm too small to mention his name, if I'm not worthy, you obviously must not feel that you are. Jigga blasphemed from the get go. This is not new, but it's finna get old. They say let him believe in what he wants to believe in. He does not have to believe in your Jesus. True, but why would he just spit rhyme after rhyme by the God he does not believe in? The problem is not with him not believing. Why does he keep mentioning what I believe in? And folks so blinded, I can see what the problem is compared to most cats. Jay sounds positive. So when he gets on Monster and says he rapes women and children, y'all don't even acknowledge it. Counterfeit kingdom, what throne are you on? Big and packed died, hip hop ain't you, y'all. You were leftovers, named yourself over. You were not the best in it, you just over. So ask yourself, do y'all have a price? If he came out and said, F y'all Christ, then came to your hood tomorrow night, giving beamers away, would he be alright? No pass. They saying if you scared, go to church. Like we just over here sitting scared in the church. Every last disciple's bloodshed and was murk, so I signed up for this, prepared for the work. Beware. Yeah. See, I told y'all this was coming, but y'all thought black folk couldn't be satanic. Now look at our future, and they got one of them cats on the track, so you already know what it is. And there's some more of them out there talking crazy, but them usually the same cats that scatter when they see the head come off the giant. You see, since a lot of y'all ain't in y'all word, they sending y'all on this rat race, looking for horns and trying to catch people in accidental hand gestures, calling them satanic. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me the whole time this person was saying lie, kill, steal, cheat, murder, he wasn't satanic then? But the moment he put up them horns, he became satanic? So what if that same person does all those same things and rocks a cross? Is he of God then? <laughs> it sound familiar? See, if you can't recognize the devil unless he's showing you his horns, then you in trouble Getting your word, homie You know I love you, right? And love is best shown through action Who else would dedicate their entire career to pursue you, the listener? I've waited my entire life for one rapper who didn't do it for the fame Or for the money Or for the platinum plaques Or even to be the best but they did it for you. Like someone who if you followed, wouldn't lead you to get your girl pregnant. Or have you overdose on drugs. Like someone who wouldn't get you jail time. Or leave you with thousands of dollars in credit card debt as you chase the latest fashions and trends. Like there's gotta be one, right? One rapper dedicated to making you better, the listener. Someone has to put your well-being first. Teaching you not just to watch the hero, but to be the hero. And if no one else will do it, I will, because I believe in you, and you are worth fighting for. Heck, you're even worth losing for. You're worth dedicating my life to. I know the odds are impossible, but what hero runs from impossible odds? 
Man, they killed Jesus and he still found a way to win. And I guess at my core, I just want to be like him. Lastly, you don't have to agree with me on all points to like my music. I wouldn't model my life after any of my favorite rappers. And heck, even if you hated me, you should still see the need for me to exist. Man, I hate that well-intentioned, inspirational, positive, muddy mud skipper. Skip all that anime mess and give me something in the club to work to. Well, miss, at least now you got options. And of course, I ain't got nothing new. Peace. You know, I just realized I never told you the end to the Zachary inviting me to play D&D story <laughs> when I was a kid. He invited me to come create a character with him and his nerd friends. And, uh, you know, you're given money to go buy these characteristics or whatever. And I, I just spent all of my money on pigeons. <laughs> I bought 2,000 pigeons. I attacked one person. They killed all of my pigeons. And I was killed immediately. And then I didn't play D again, D and D again for years. And I'm sure there's another story here, but I don't remember. Guys, put it in the notes. The entire reason I started talking about D and D is that one time I was invited to to play with some comedy friends, and uh, we got to a part where I was singing, and I realized I could I could hit it a good note for about one note. And everybody's very impressed, and they're like, "Oh my God, he can sing!" And I was like. I really can't and then I tried to sing for notes two and three and uh it just didn't work out that was the beginning of this entire podcast I just remembered three hours later <laughs>